Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Total 90 Premier League podcast. This is your favorite time of the week. This is my favorite time of the week. And this is Nick Brown, Frowny Brown from Frowny Brown Town. And today I'm joined by a man who I must admit I'm very excited, but I know you, you are even more excited than me. Yes, well, I am. Um, you know, it's finally here, the day we've been waiting for, 12 hours away, as you just said before. And uh, yeah, it's great. I am like a, a kid. I am like a kid on Christmas Eve. I am like a guy at Centrelink waiting for its next fix. I cannot wait for this season, Mickey. Yes, either can I. Really, it's um, it's full of, full surprises. You never know what's going to happen. Um, and you know, probably even more questions come each year about how team every team is going to go. Well, that's it. There's so many, so, so many sagas, and like, you know, we're going to be doing a lot of, a lot of our predictions. We're going to be going over the first week. Uh, you know, a lot of this because the uh, transfer period is still going. We need to keep that in mind because we are making a lot of pre- predictions, assuming some transfers are going to go through or some transfers aren't going to go through. I, I think mainly our predictions have got to stick to what's what's happening right now because anything can happen. So, I think that most of our predictions are on what the the current teams are on this date I think is the, like the safest way to go about it because just as we've been proven like before and it, many times as anything can happen kind of thing. No, so. nothing, nothing ever happened going safe. I've gone for a few very out there ones. We'll get into that. In terms of this first week, we'll go through each match individually, but is there anything that stands out to you? Um, no, not really. <laughs> It, it, it's, just, it's the same as every year. You know, there's a couple of games that raise your eyebrows. Um, there's a couple of ones I'm really excited to see. Um, probably my favourite one's probably going to be United versus West Ham, I yes. think, this week. Yeah, that's going to be a game that, um, you know, this is a big one because a lot of people have been talking up West Ham, you included. Yeah. And uh, this is going to be the first test, and this is one hell of a test. Well, it's going to be one hell of a test for United as well because... They're coming up against a team that are well improved. Um, you know, and it was funny that only a couple of weeks ago we were saying that Jesus, they haven't really done much, and then <laughs> yeah. literally in one week they turned it around. They did a full one eighty, and um, they've become a real contender, definitely in my books. Yeah, they um, have, and like you look at it and you go, it's you know. A lot of signings have very recently been done. How are they going to blend together? It's just there's so many things going on. This These opening probably month or two, a lot of teams are still going to be finding their feet and trying to work out the dynamics. And no, the more you buy it, the more you're going to probably have to deal with that. And I think United are going to be one of those teams that might have to deal with that over the first couple of months. Yeah, definitely. And um, it, it probably showed that they had a slow, oh, they had a slowish start last year. Um, definitely compared to Mel, uh, Manchester City. I nearly said Melbourne City then. Yeah, nearly <laughs> about the same level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it'll, it'll be definitely be interesting to see how they go, um, how they link up, do well together. You know, to be honest, you know, you got Lukaku, you got Pogba together, like guys like that who are actually mates outside of the game probably would have played a bit more together than you you probably think. Um, you know, just mucking around on that, so they might have an understanding, and it might help you know their team flourish a bit easier. Yeah, I definitely agree. One of the games I'm actually looking forward to for probably the wrong reasons, is uh, Brighton-Manchester City. Just because I want to see how Brighton, because this is probably the hardest game of the round for any team, and to, to go against Man City, you know, it's just going to be... You know, I hope it's not a bloodbath, but yeah, it's going to be one of those things. Welcome to the Premier League. This is what it's going to be like. Yeah, well, that's exactly right. Um, you know, it, I, feel, I genuinely feel for them. Like They've made a few signings, uh, I think four there, but... Uh, Man City have bought half a buddy, half of the world, yep. all world class talent. Um, 
you can't see anything but a, like a, 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 I said it again, <laughs> a Manchester City win. Um, and I can't see it being less than four goals, to be honest. Really? Well, that's that's the good thing, I guess, for Man City coming against a, like, a weaker side than Brighton. I think there's nothing wrong with saying that. And you know, they're going to come up against this team. The, you know, early wins like this, which it's pretty, I'd be pretty confident backing in Manchester City to win. But you know, against these lower team, lower like sides, would probably um, help out the defense kind of you know, starting to work things out. Because as you know, you've said, they've bought half the world. They've bought a whole new defense. Yeah, well, exactly right. And we, we, we've been on a, a few times about, you know, how many defenders they've bought and what the prices have paid, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yep. Um, it'll be interesting to see. It, it also be interesting to see who makes the starting four. You know what I mean? They've bought a couple of right backs, bought a couple of left backs. Um, they've got a new goalkeeper. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see who makes that starting four because... I think, like, if the math sums it up, there's, they've bought three right back left backs, and there's yep. only two right back left back spots. So, and they've all gone for fifty million, or yep. I, I think, oh, Danilo went for twenty seven. Yeah, and he half. went for a little bit less. So, well, half million. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you'd think, but he's, I think he's the only registered left back kind of thing. So it, unless they're going to play two right backs in, you know, right and left, or they're going to go with Danilo, it's going to be interesting. Um, you know, <sighs> Jesus Christ, fifty million dollars for. A, to, for defenders to be sitting on the bench is going to be uh, pretty, pretty well, amazing. Well, pretty it? handy for the defender. But uh, you know, I was looking at the um, there's you know there's a lot of things online, of course, and they're like a lot of them predicting the squads for this season and stuff like that. I was looking at it and it looks like Bernardo Silva might miss out. Yeah, this brand new signing. Brand yeah. new signing. Straight from Monaco. Like yeah, you know, I've heard um, Gabriel Jesus might miss out as well. Who, this, who plays for him? Pardon? Who plays for him? Uh, Aguero. Oh, really? Yes, apparently. Yeah, so, yeah. I know you're change there. of heart down at well, uh, maybe. Yeah, there's like these. These are all speculation. Who knows? They might both play up front. Like it depends. Like because not everybody is full strength at the moment. There are a lot of niggles around. Of like, yeah, a lot of people with a lot of abdominal injuries. It seems to be that's something that's gone around the Premier League a lot. While I was looking at so, uh, like who could be playing. Uh, you know, this is this is a really exciting time. I'm like, I'm nearly shaking how excited I am for this season. This is going to be something to remember. I'm really hoping that these teams below seventh, and as I commented on the uh, first episode, anyone below Everton played like shit. Let's be honest. Besides Bournemouth, they were the only other team below them that I thought played well. I'm hoping that you know these mid-table teams or mid to lower table aren't just going to be pushovers for all the big teams because it's just it makes for a better season. Uh, yeah, I, to be honest, I don't think many of them were exactly pushovers. I still remember um, Swansea giving us a lesson down in Yeah, airfield. but every team below you know, seven beat Liverpool, so <laughs> that's the problem. Did they really or not? Yeah, no, most teams no, do. They, they, come on. Most teams take points away from Liverpool. I was going to say something really harsh then, but I realised that yeah, it, it wasn't too far from the truth because I'm pretty sure we gave uh, everyone above us a little bit of a lesson during the year at one Yeah, stage. you did, exactly. That's what um, you do. Yeah, well, as you said... It's excitement's an understatement. You know, you look at some of the games that are coming up and there's a couple of absolute crackers. I think the very first game of the year tonight, oh, you know, in a couple of hours is uh, Arsenal-Leicester. I think that's a great challenge for both teams. Um, I'm hoping Ianacho gets up to play for them. You know, him and Vardy together could be deadly, as you said before, Ooh, that would be if, something. if they play together. I don't know if they will play together or I don't know if one of them will play on, on the left or, you know, a little bit, you know, back, further back role. Uh, uh be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I I hope they do. I'd love to see two strikers. You know, there's not many teams now with two strikers, and a lot of teams now because it's almost like the trendy thing to do. A lot of teams have gone three at the back. A lot of these, yeah. a lot of these like starting lineups you might see have three at the back and have these kind of wing backs coming in. Yeah, and it's just you know there's so much to talk about. 
Arsenal playing at home this week, like yeah, against Leicester, might be the difference between it. You know, Sanchez. Are they definitely at home? Yeah, they definitely are at home. Yep. Uh, Sanchez is might not be playing. He's got some kind of injury. There are, you know, there's Lacazette's going to be debuting probably. There is just, yep. oh, mate, I'm just, I'm, I'm on it. I'm you on get, it this week. You know, it'll be an interesting thing to think about uh, this game too. Is it'd be interesting to see how Mares goes. Um, yeah, it'd be like him having the poor season he did last year. Um, obviously, his value's gone down a fair bit. Clubs have still been after him. Um, it'll be interesting to see how he goes. You know, the pressure's kind of back off him again now, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. they're, no, they're no more Champions League. He's not the player of the year um, anymore. Um, he, you know, he's kind of almost been a little bit forgotten about in a way. Um, kind of gone back to, you know, where he was the year that he had, you know, his biggest year of his career, really. Yeah. And um, it'll be interesting to see if he can... Uh, Prove that he wasn't just a one-season wonder. Come back like kind of like Eden Hazard kind of did. Yes, yes. Um, or he might just fade away to the left side because, but if, you know, if he has a poor season this year, there'll be no one after him anymore. Um, yeah, yeah, this is this is a big year for Mara. It's a big year for a lot of players, a lot of coaches, a lot of a lot of managers. Like we'll get into that, but like there's so many things riding on this Mara's player now. Hopefully, if Vardy and Ian Atro play side by side, which I'd love to see, you know, if Mara's has an extra target to go for, like. Perfect. I think that he's. I actually think Maris is going to have a really good season. I think that, though, having those two targets to go for instead of the one and having like a decent target because Ian Archer, as you've said, is somebody that you rate very highly. Yes. Yeah, I do. Um, I reckon he's great. He finds that he gets into the right positions. You know, he's a he's a real. He reminds me a little bit of a Hernandez kind of thing. He's a poacher. You know, he gets a goal. He gets in the right position, and gets a you know a few tap ins and that. But you've got to be there to get the goal. So, um, he's exceptionally quick. Um, left footer that can throw people off, you know. Yep. Compared to the general, I think there's a few left footers in the, the Premier League this year. Oh yeah. Um, like Lukaku and a few others, but um, and Sturridge as well. Yeah. But you know, he's an exciting young player, and I really do feel that if there's a big le- uh, season at Leicester, that Man City could be going. Jesus Christ, you know, we, we let him go for 25 mil, which is yeah. pro- you know reasonably cheap these days. If you look at uh, Shrike, it's kind of kind of concern. Yeah, definitely. Um. But yeah, he can really turn it on for Leicester this year, I think. Yeah, I'm excited. And um, you're looking on to, um, I tell you what, something that I looked at and I thought, man, this is a pretty good start for them. Chelsea going up against Burnley, I think, you know, playing at home and everything about that. With Murata probably getting his first start, yeah, I think this is the perfect kind of team to play to try and get your opening goal and try and shut up a lot of the critics. Yeah, exactly right. Well, they play, you know, they play Burnley, obviously. Um, they're obviously weakened by Michael Kane going. Um, you know, they've got a few other players that have come in this year. Jonathan Walters, Jack Cork, Phil Barsley. Yes. Um, you know, guys like that. That are experienced Premier League players. Yeah. Um, you know, they've been there. So they might help Burnley in that respect. Um, but I, you can't see anything but a Chelsea win up for that one. Sure. Do you, I've, like, I've been seeing a lot of things because like, in the preseason games, Bastuayi has been st- playing much more as a striker and Murata's been playing behind him. Yep. Do you think there's any chance of him as Bastuayi playing over the top of him? Or do you think it's just like, he's a signing, he has to play striker? No, I can definitely get to that stage, I think. I think even, um, I think probably Bastuayi himself is probably sensing that a little bit. So it might even give him another gear when it when it comes to him playing. Um I'm actually really worried for Murata. Like you know, we talked out last week about him having to have a perfect start, yeah. Um, and then goes out and misses a penalty in the Community Shield. You know, yeah, yeah. And I know it's a, I know it's a kind of a nothing trophy, but but not to the Chelsea fans. No, they would. They still think they they'd be judging him on every move every he move makes. that he made and putting a penalty wide in his very first game is probably not 
you know, the the greatest, oh, it's not a great start at all, to be honest. Yeah. And I would not be surprised by the end of the month we are talking that about Chelsea wanting his head, really, and wanting him gone, or not wanting him gone, but, you know, I actually, I genuinely fear for his, yeah, for his well-being in this month if he doesn't start scoring. Yeah, I <laughs> I fear for his health because he's going to get bashed by all the Chelsea fans. Was, yeah. But, um, like, looking at the... Online or in physically? Oh, physically. They, he'll get done. Are you I reckon worried? he would do it pretty bad online as well. Are you worried as a Liverpool supporter going to Watford week one? Because I feel like any team who plays away week one should always be a little bit more nervous because you just don't know what you're going to get. Um, I'm worried because we haven't really shorn up, shorn, ah, shored up our defence. Um, you know, I would have felt a lot better if Van Dijk was playing. Yeah. Um, as you raised to me that we don't know if Coutinho's playing because of a groin or abdominal soreness, as you said. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, I, I'm a little bit worried. I, yeah. I I feel that we should have really cleared up our defence before, you know. Before season starts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it is It is a bit like that. You know, there's a few other cool games that I think I'm actually quite excited to see West Brom Bournemouth. I think I'd like, I think both of those teams are at similar positions. I think West Brom overachieved big time last season. I think they overachieved because of how poorly other teams went as well. And they kind yep. of got to 40 points and parked the bus, unfortunately. Um, you know, looking ahead, like Newcastle Spurs, I'm excited. You know, I'll be obviously watching that. That's going to be a game I'm very, very interested to see. Last time we went to Newcastle, we got beaten 5-1 on the last day, and which sent Arsenal above us, which was yep. you know, horrible as a, as a Spurs supporter. As a, I tried, well, well I, you only had to wait one more year to kind of... Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I can... Um, I could definitely, yeah, at the time I remember saying it didn't bother me. It bothered me. It of still it does. It still does. Um, yeah, Everton-Stoke. I think Everton-Stoke's a really nice game. I think that Stoke have made, you know, with Zuma and players like that and Fletcher. Everton with their array of signings. It's just like, how are these guys going to gel together? Yeah, well, exactly right. Um, it, you know, it's good for the Everton supporters to have Rooney back. You know, be interesting to see what role he plays in that team. Probably, you know, how deep, how far forward he will play. Um, you're right, so that... There's a couple of games there that are real clash in the middle, and every for those teams, that every point is going to matter. Um, you want to get them on early, yeah. You want to get them on early. Newcastle, you know, they haven't made the the the, the, the signings that I thought they would have made. Yeah. Um, if we were talking about this a month ago, I thought um, that they would have made you know made a made a statement or two, if that makes sense. Rafa, I thought Rafa would have got his way a bit. Um, this is. This is a real test for Spurs as well. You know, you yep. guys need it. Like, uh, is it away this week or are you at home? We are away. We're so it's a good chance for you to get three points, kind of get the mickey off your back, you know, because you obviously your first game will be at Wembley. You know, I know everyone's been talking about their form there. So for them, I think it's a very important game for Spurs. I think it's a really important game for Newcastle as well because they don't want to be fighting that battle early. And... Unfortunately, now in the Premier League, if you lose game one and you're one of those teams in in, in that uh, relegation fight, you, f- you can find yourself there for five or six weeks before you can kind of cruise the safety. So um, first game is definitely important for both those teams for different reasons, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I look at the way and I look ahead of the season and there's so many... Like you know, rivalries and kind of yeah. Like I, I look to I think the most recent kind of rivalry that's kind of brewed up, and like it always has been one. But you know, the Spurs Chelsea yeah. that that kind of they've got some real hatred for each other now. I remember you know when 
Chelsea kind of not cost them the league, but you know that was the game where Leicester officially won it, yep. where they made that draw. Dyer was trying to break everyone's legs, which he should have gotten <laughs> about four red cards, but yep. never did. And you know stuff like that. I think that you know West Ham kind of bringing up that all the London sites now. Kind of you know I like that, especially I'm really excited to see what Crystal Palace can do. Selhurst yep. Park is a yep. lovely place to go to. I think the two Manchester clubs going against each other. I feel like I still feel like they don't have that absolute hatred for each other. And I might just maybe because I'm on the outside of that. I but think they honestly. I think they do. Um, I think I, I think this year we'll have a chance to see the real peak of it as well. Definitely, if these these two teams go on an unbeaten run, I don't know what round they play each other, um, but hopefully, like ideally, it'd be round four or five where the yeah. where they if they've won four games in a row and they come head to head. Well, yeah. geez, that's going to be a massive game, isn't it? So, like, I think yeah, I think we'll see the peak of City United this year. Um, Obviously, as a Liverpool supporter, I'm looking forward to playing them as well because they're, yeah. they're probably our biggest rivals. That's the other one I was going to say. That yeah. I think. Do you yeah, think it's this, just fierce? As a Liverpool supporter, you know, the Liverpool United one's always going to be there. Liverpool Everton, as of you know, the recently few years, hasn't been as fiery as what I expected well, it to be. Well, as it's known as the the family derby, I guess, like where you know a derby where people from you know because honestly, Liverpool and Everton they split families. You know what I mean? Yeah, that kind of thing. So, um. I feel, the obviously it's it's a massive game, but I feel like the the United Liverpool game just has something else. It's just it's just a complete hatred. You yes, know what I mean? There like, is real it's hatred. a it's a rivalry against Everton. It's a hatred against United. If I could sum it up, probably. Um, so yeah, I think that's why the, the, that'll be the one thing that always kind of just it just. It just feels a little bit more when it's against United. Yeah, definitely, and it's also one of those things where I think that. Everton need to lift their game and kind of become one, a big team to kind of, you know, raise the stakes in that rivalry. Yeah. Whereas, like, yeah, as, you know... Kind as, of like City has. Well, yeah, exactly. Kind of like how Spurs yeah. have with Arsenal. Like, you know, it was it was a rivalry and everyone hated each other, but the, now the, the better, more, yeah, yeah, the better Spurs get. Cause it's because the three points mean so much more. Exactly, on, yeah. On the table, yeah, exactly right. And it's just, you know, there's so much going on this season. There's going to be so many side stories. This transfer window still got three weeks left. And this, this saga, like, there's so many kind of things that could happen. Like, what are you excited for the most in, in everything? Is there just something in particular you're excited for? Um, As a Liverpool fan, it could be someone in Liverpool. Yeah, that's, like, for me, it's just to see how we start. Um, you see, like, I'll, I'm holding off until the end of the transfer. If we can hold on to Coutinho, I think that will be the most exciting part of the transfer thing for me. Um, and most, um, to be honest, satisfying to know that we've we've said no. You know what I mean? Like... We haven't backed down. We haven't given in because, well, to to this moment, we I don't think we have, and I think it's going to come to the to the player at the end whether he goes or not because I think Liverpool are digging in their heels for once, you know, and they haven't yeah. just you know given in and let go and all that kind of thing. I don't, you know, if we hold on to to Cassano, make me pretty proud actually. Yeah, and like in saying that too, I would lo- I'd love to get Van Dyke over the line. Um, you know, it could have it's. I don't know what's going on with that transfer at the moment, but I'll be it'll, that will get me the most excited about the season if we ha- if we keep Coutinho and we get Van Dijk and we kind of move into a team we move to a team that can really compete. I think not only for top four but the title because it changes everything. Yeah, I think that the um, I think the Van Dijk deal is really odd at the moment. You know, he's nominated Liverpool as a, as his preferred club. It's you know who knows how much he's going to cost. I feel like um, they might be Southampton might be 
holding off and just kind of seeing if the, this Coutinho deal goes through. And if they, if you know, Barcelona say got Coutinho for 100 mil, we'll say just out they of check, yeah. And then Southampton will be like, okay, well, if you want Van Dyke, we're going to jack up the price and we're going to, because we know you have money. And that's the thing. That's why a lot of clubs buy, have to pay out their ass for certain players because when you know the team's got money. Yeah, it's, it's just it, like, it's, it's just a ripple effect, you know, Neymar from. Barca and then it goes to Barca to Coutinho and then Coutinho, you know. Yeah, whoever whoever yeah. Barca buys is going to be buying that player for probably double what they're really worth. Like in a lot of cases, it could be. Yeah, exactly right. And it turns out that it, the only people that really win out of it is the, the last club on that chain. Yeah, exactly. Like, which will probably be a Southampton. Um, you know what I mean? So it, that's the funny thing. You know, there's only one real loser well, not really. It's that initial club that spends that money, and every club in the middle, it, nothing's really different. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean, so it's just like it just gets passed all the way through down to that last club that gets that last ridiculous price, and then I guess uh, are they a winner or are they a loser because they get all that money but they lose their best player kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, what we'll do is I reckon you know we're going to go through. We've got our, <coughs> both our tables written down in front of us. Few discrepancies, few you know, few different ones, few exactly the same as well. Yep. Uh, what I'll do is we'll start from the, the um, we'll start from A and we'll work our way down, see where we've got them, kind of do our reasoning behind it, and just to see what I, where we differ, differentiate and why we differentiate, kind of thing. We'll start with Arsenal. Uh, you've got Arsenal currently at sixth. Yeah, I do. Um, I think they're going to struggle this year, definitely if they lose Sanchez. Um, are you putting him sixth on the back of you think Sanchez might go? No, no, I'm putting them on the back of um, right now, right yep. today. Um, I still think the signing of Lacazette, you know, it's a good signing, and Klosniak, uh, I think that's said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Center back from Schalke. He looks like a beast, really. Yeah, like, he's somebody who actually, um, I think, is a player that Arsenal really needed, and they like yeah. really did need because they are they are very faulty at the back, and yeah, I don't well, I don't trust any of their players. At the well, back. yeah, like Mercadosaka and that getting on, and what, what's his Mustafi is pretty he's like average. Pace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally, I've never seen a man move slower. Well, that's, he's the worst FIFA get you can ever buy, isn't he? I, I wouldn't even. Yeah, he's not even in the FIFA question. <laughs> I think it's like forty pace or something. Something. I think it's thirty four. Uh, that was on the last one. Oh, really? But yeah, going. Um, yeah, Arsenal is something uh, I've actually got at seventh. I've literally yep. got it at seventh. I'm not going to say why. I've got a certain team above. Um, the reason, main reason why is because one, they rival Spurs, and I don't want them anywhere near the, top, the title. Yeah, but that can't be a hindrance. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> no, I'm, like, I'm we're kidding. We're talking about a t- table prediction, not I'm a hatred. I'm Otherwise, I'd have United at twentieth. I'm kidding. No, I'm, it's Which mainly it's mainly because <laughs> I think that Arsenal will really struggle in the midfield. I don't think Xhaka is good enough. I don't think. Uh, Cochrane or like is good enough. I don't. Yep. I feel like that's where a lot of these teams are really bolstered. A lot of these top teams have really good squads, and I think that that might be where the uh, the games won. Where I think as previous seasons, it's been a lot more about the strikers, or it's been a lot more about centre back. I feel like this season could be about more the centre midfielders. It's like Kante last season was a huge reason why Chelsea won, and I think that everyone's gone like, okay, we need to get this kind of centre of the ground down to a T. I think that's why uh, Liverpool chased uh, what's he. Uh, the guy, the 70 million Leipzig player who no one knows anything about. Yeah, I don't even know his name anymore. You yeah, don't need to. No, <laughs> no one's, no one's seen his name. Um, it doesn't matter. Well, yeah, we know who he is. <laughs> yeah. Keita. Uh, what about you? So, yes. Yeah. Keita, that's his name. Keita. And so you've got him at sixth. Any particular reason? Uh, similar reasons too. I, f- I feel like um, their front three is, is as good as anyone. Sanchez, Ozil, like is that obviously okay. Ozil plays as like more attacking midfielder. 
Um, I would have liked to see someone get someone on the right uh, left side. They haven't really done. It feels like a real blank grey area for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can have Walcott there, you can have Ox Chamberlain there, but that they're the two players that haven't really set the world a lot. You know, like they've played okay. They've had stages where they think you think oh, this is a year. This is a year where they turn into that world class player that everyone thought they're going to be, and then they kind of plateau and they just don't really go any further. Um, yeah, I think I, that I think that Walcott. Yeah, he had a great start the last season. Tape it off as he always does. I think Ox might be, and if Ox has a really good season, I like you know I can't predict the future. I'm going to assume he has an average one, but I think he's the one who could really turn Arsenal around and really start. They could really push if someone like Ox and if Sanchez up, stays, yeah. because I think Ox is a really good player. I think there's a lot. Liverpool have been linked to him. All, yeah, yeah, all, and I wouldn't lot. mind having him to be honest. Yeah, he's he's a very handy player to have, and like I look around at their team and. You know, at the back they don't they don't really scare me. At the like they're not really hard to get through. I don't think. I think Ozil needs to have a big season because his stock has dropped significantly after yep. last season. I think Lacazette. You know, anyone coming from a different league, I'm always a bit Worried. skeptical on because yep. they're not proven and they need to adapt to the league. Who knows how long that's going to take for a player like that? He he does look like he fits the bill. He's very strong, which is good. You need need a lot of strength in the Premier League, and he's just he seems like he does all right, but. I think they might struggle in terms of depth. They don't really have the depth. Well, even if you if you look at the, even the defense, like the left back and right back positions, like mm. if you look at you look at most other teams, are, they're far stronger in that department than they are. Probably Liverpool is the only one that out of that top five or six that um, you, you think the left back issues a lot less. But yeah, well they've got yeah they've got Ballerin one of the yeah, as, one of, the, as right. one of their fullbacks. Yep. And he's somebody who's been linked to Barcelona. I'm surprised he actually hasn't been bought uh, already. I think Barcelona's kind of cooled their interest because you know he was really he was setting the world on fire probably for the first half of the season. Yeah, had a little niggle, changed his haircut, and then came yeah, back. That, and couldn't I was, do anything. I literally just about to say that haircut. Yeah, it, it, it just seems like yeah, it's just. Yeah, I just don't know. Like, I'm, I notice this. I notice the bias about me trying to be biased, but I just I feel like you, you don't team. know where it's going to come from, really. Yeah, that's exactly. I'm not. I'm not scared of him except for Sanchez, and I'm. I'm doing this, and I actually think that Sanchez will go. So that's uh, that's a big reason why I put him down there. Yeah, fair enough. Well, next we'll move on to Bournemouth. Um, my boys, your boys, my at boys. Bournemouth. I think they've actually done a, a pretty smart transfer window. They've they've got Jermaine Defoe on a on a free, I'm pretty sure. Yep, on a free. Um, they've got Aki on permanent now. Perfect. Um, which is good because it stops Chelsea from pinching him every half a year. When, yep. And with him going, like that was the most pointless thing I've ever... Well, now Stoke will have that problem with Zuma. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they definitely will. And and I, he was very impressive. I thought he was a, he had a very good season yep. for, when he actually got a game at Bournemouth and he got, I forgot about him when he went to Chelsea because he never got a game. Yeah. Uh, Bekovic on the, on the transfer as well. Very good goalkeeper. I thought he was very good at Stoke. Obviously, we saw him a bit at Chelsea at the start of the year. Um, and Mahoney, I, I don't know too much about, but I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm actually quite excited to see like someone like Begovic get full time games. Games, hopefully, like you know, this is. These are really smart uh, purchases. I think Mahoney's the only one I'm a bit more. I think he's coming from a, like a League One side. Yep. which is okay. Like there's plenty of great plays from League One. Pardon. Aaron Moy. We'll get on to Team Aaron Moy soon. But yeah, um, I think the Begovic is great. I think Defoe. Yeah, I'm really, really excited to see Defoe and King to see how they work. It doesn't look like King's going anywhere at the moment, which is fantastic. Currently, and I, I'm yeah, I've got to back, I've got to back up my my uh, my praise for this team. I've got them an eighth. Eighth. Bournemouth coming in an eighth. Yeah, well, I've got them a tenth. So we, you know, we're kind of on the same page. I think. Eight's very, very generous. You, you one spot after Arsenal. Yeah, well, that's okay. You know, 
whoever usually has seventh, the eighth spot's usually about twenty points behind anyway. Yeah, so like that, that is very true. That's kind of my that's my reasoning, and I you know you, I, I could go for the total. Like you know, there's a very easy way I could have done this table, but I want to. I'm trying to predict the future as we all try to do. And I'm predicting certain teams having a down season, certain teams having up seasons. I think the Bournemouth are going to maintain, and I think that they're going to be kind of become one of that you know that team that's very difficult to play. Yeah, well, um, you know, it, it'd be a natural progression for them, really. You know, you, they've climbed every year since. I don't think they've had a year where they've gone backwards since probably League Two. Yeah, you know, when they've started the climb, and well, that was in two thousand what ten or something. Two thousand ten. Like so. Yeah, so every year they've gotten a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. And I think they finished around that 12th, 11th mark last year. So you could be yep. right on the money. So I'll, I'll, I'm fairly sticking with 10th. I think they'll have a decent season. Um, they've got some absolute great experience there. And um, I think they'll – I don't think the progression will be as high as what you think. But, yeah, I'm happy with 10th there. Yeah, I do think that they might have overachieved a little bit last season. But I just think – yeah, I have. I have to kind of back it up, and I think that you know, this is a good team. I think they've got a great. They've got a. They've got a good uh, core of English players as well. You know, yes. if you think of um, Jordan Ive and a couple of others that are there. Yeah, yeah, know, um, definitely. And like, that's, uh, Jordan Ive is a very handy player, as you would know. Like, yeah. You know, and he's another player who's just kind of come into this side. And it's almost like, you know, they're almost like rejects from other teams that are kind of coming in. But decent players. Yeah, but like, and, and Bournemouth are going, well, you know what? We know they can play and we'll, we'll make the best out of them. That's what they're doing. And yeah. that's the best part of it. Yeah. We'll move on to Brighton, but um, how hard is it going to be for Brighton this season? Well, I think it's going to be, the, it's just a, the natural order. I think they'll, they'll, I'm sitting at 19th. Um, I know you've got them a bit high. You think you'll survive. Do you want to tell us a bit more about that? Um, okay, so I got them at 17th. I think it's going to come really, really close between 17th and 18th. My bottom two, I'm pretty, not confident on, but I'm pretty set on. Yep. And I think that there's going to be, you know, two teams like fighting. As, as I like, I like every year to be two teams fighting out for that last relegation spot because, you know, you want to have that battle of both ends of the table. I just think that Brighton, something about Brighton that have always been good, that the, their clubs ran particularly well and I think that that you know that in terms of like the way they treat their players and the way their fans are they're a really decent side I think that you know they haven't made as many signings as what I'd want them to make but I think that they've got a really good they've got a winning culture about them and I think that that's going to be something that might take them over the line it, over teams over teams like you know a Burnley or a, or even like a Watford at some stages of the year I think they're going to be they're going to be hard to beat at certain times although yep. This first week is going to be very difficult for them. <laughs> yeah, it definitely will be. Um, it's a great test for them. Like you know, imagine if they can get a point out of Man City, how how they'll do for their confidence, you know, going on from the season. But that, it's hard. That, they would have been shaking their heads when they saw that one. Yeah, well, that's exactly it. And like they're playing at home, so they you know they're it's going to be a huge crowd. I'm sure everyone's going to be really excited. You know, the buzz is going to be there within the players as well. And yeah. hopefully, and a lot of the reasons why teams go down is because they lose that buzz pretty quickly once they realize they can't win every game and they're not, they're not used to getting spanked. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how they go. And once they get a couple of losses, if they just either, you know, roll they, over, yeah, they roll over or they, they really push back. And I'm going off the thing that they will push back. I just, for whatever reason, I just think they will. And they got, they got Matty Ryan. Yeah. The goals. The Australian boy coming down from, I think he went back to Belgium for a little while. Oh. He was at Valencia for a while, so he's had a, he's had a you know experience in the top flight in the Spanish league. So yeah, um, hopefully you know he can get up for them. Uh, Sutton, Brown, and probably the other signings that have come into Brighton. So yep. interested to see how they go. Um, moving on to Burnley, um, we a little bit a little bit different. Oh, actually no, we're only one spot different in the, in the predictions. I've gone with eighteen. I think they're going to be the last team that goes down. 
Um, you know, they lost Gray, which I thought, I don't know why they let, let him go to Watford. I don't know much about that um, thing. Yeah, it's giving giving good players off to other teams, especially in your league that could be fighting it out With as you? well. Yeah. yeah, it's very very risky because if they turn around and have a good season and then you get relegated, it, everyone, all the fans look at you and go like, "You've just fucked up. You fucked our team." Yeah, well, exactly right. You know, and it's a couple of times they've let go of strikers. Um, I'm thinking uh, the boys at Liverpool at the moment. I'm not sure who you're talking about. Ah, oh, what's his name? But you know, I can't remember. Other than <laughs> other than that, they've lost Keane at the back, yes. which is huge. So it's pretty much at both ends. They've lost probably arguably their best players. Yeah, exactly. I think they've lost their, probably their two best players. And there's yeah. no one on that squad that I look at and I am worried by. As if we were to come up against Burnley, it, I've got them. It at, seems like three points. I've got them at 19th. Yeah, I've got them at 19th. They are quite difficult sometimes to beat at home. That was that was their thing last season. That's probably what got them over the line last season. Yep. But away from home, they were. Very woeful, and if they can keep their home form the way it is, and they can be very difficult to take away points, then that could be the difference between them getting over the line. I just don't think it's going to be enough this season. No, I don't think it is too. In in positive, but for Burnley, you know, as we've, we've talked about the signings they've made before, all experienced Premier League players, except for I think Legsins or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last name. So hopefully for them, those boys, you know, can really be the leaders of that club and hopefully keep them up. But. I don't think it's going to be. Uh, next on the list is Chelsea. Um, this has been a really interesting team because the last year's Premier League champions, we have them in the exact same spot. It's it's an interesting spot, but when you, you when you try to put this table together, it is at, so it's difficult. so difficult. And then you kind of go, this per- oh no, they're going to finish by then. They're going to be, and then you go, oh, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, I'm ex- but having them, we've both got them at fifth. Yeah, uh, it was just one of the main reasons, and I know this is a very token reason, but mainly because they have European football to do this season. I think that's going to really hurt them. I don't think they had as much depth as what I thought they did. They've got no depth now. Well, they've, they've sold they've, off so many players. So many players that, you know, good young players. We're talking about Chalabar. We're talking about Loftus-Cheek who's gone out on loan. We're talking about Zuma who's gone out on loan. These, like, th- thank God they can drag some of those players back because I think they will be... Off- I'll be genuinely surprised to see a couple of those players not back at Chelsea at later stages of this campaign. Um, you know, guys like that, they've they've let go. They've even let go. Um, I know he wasn't a big part, but Atsu, he's gone to Newcastle on a, on a yeah. permanent basis. So you, you you look at these, Aki's gone as well, and you go, they're, they're the good young players that are going to your rivals, and you haven't necessarily replaced them with anything. You've got Murata. Um, you got Willie Caballero. What's the point of getting him? Really, like he's he'll yeah. play. He'll be lucky to play four games this year. Um, they do have Bakayoko. They do have Rudiger that have come in. Um, but you, you almost think that their squad, they're, as a squad, they're weaker now. I think. Well, in certain areas, yes. I think that Costa is going to be someone at the halfway point if he's still if if he's gone from. They Chelsea. make a miraculous kind of. You know, befriending again for at least yeah, half a year. That's exactly who knows because I actually think, yeah, I think if Costa goes, which it looks like he will, they're going to be wishing he didn't go about halfway through the season. I am predicting that Murata has a not a stinker, but I think he's not going to be as good as what everybody thinks he is. I think Basquiat might have to take over at certain times. I don't think anyone really thinks he's that good, to be honest. Well, it's just like he's young. He's never really been the per- he's never been the main guy, and it's just like coming over. And I look at Bakayoko as well. Beast of a player, and I'm really excited to see what he can do with Kante. But you had somebody really good in Matic who really helped proven, out. Yeah. yeah, proven. And I, you've 
not only have you sold him, but you sold, sold him to one Man- of your yeah, rivals. And it's, it's, a, it's like a ripple effect too because, you know, you sell him to Man United and then you free up someone like Paul Pogba who can do so much damage to teams. Exactly. And it's pretty much like, here, have someone who's going to release your, your record signing. Exactly. It's, it's like a double whammy, yeah, really. Like, Rudiger's, Rudiger's a good signing. I just, like, overall, I think that they just don't have the depth as what maybe they think they do. I think that a certain player's overachieved last season. I think Pedro might have overachieved. I don't rate him as highly as what I, everyone else does. I think David Luiz might get exposed a bit more this season because yep. I, I, he is, uh, let's be honest, he's not a good player. He's not really that good, but he was... I he, think um, he, another one too is Fabregas as well. That oh, he, yeah. he played the, ch- the community shield in that, that midfield role. Um, if Kante goes injured, they're, they're screwed. They, they are yeah. really screwed in that, that defensive role. You don't want them leaning too much on Bakayoko being a first-year player. And yeah, who knows what he can do as well. Like, he's a, He was fantastic for Monaco, but I just... It's so hard to go like, oh, he's automatically going to fit straight into this league. Exactly as, right. as going to any league, it's just hard to do that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll, we'll move on to Crystal Palace now. Um, you know, they're a really funny team. They've got Frank DeBoer as manager, I'm pretty sure now. Yep. He's made a couple of really smart signings, I think, in the last couple of weeks. A couple of loans. Um, he's got a centre-back that I really liked for a long time at Ajax, and that's our, our Rita World. Or I don't know how he's pronounced it, probably. I think it's like that. But... He, he reminds me um, of a Vertogen like kind of, you know, Ooh, defender. Okay. He, he, he was very good. Um, Loftus Cheek, I think, is a good signing. You yep. know, uh, Frozen Menza for Man United is a great signing for them. Yes. He's a really good young player. He's going to have a massive future. Um, it's good to see him playing for a Premier League club to get some game time. Yeah. Um, you've rated him a bit higher than me. I've rated him a little bit lower, but. Generally around the same area. Where have you gone? Yeah, I've gone for I've got them at thirteenth, and you've got them at fifteenth. Yes, like. yeah. and that's interesting. You're like you're pumping up all these signings, and they've got a few decent players. I think Townsend's a really decent player. I think Zaha's a good player. Very predictable about Townsend. Townsend, yeah, he's like he's like but, a bad Asian Robin. <laughs> well, he's somebody who can tear apart teams, especially lower teams. When he's on, he's yeah. When he's on, he's so like yeah. He's, been, a, he's played a lot of caps for England, and that's yeah, crazy. I still to say. remember that goal he kicked uh, for Newcastle against Spurs, and at last time he, he just yeah, he was he really. I'm like. You, you sit back and go, that boy can play. And they've got, as I said, you you know, you're right. I, I think they've made some really smart signings. I, I, it's just the new manager thing. It, it worries me. Um, Benteke? Benteke, he's, you know, hopefully if he can get some speed around him. I know he's got Zaha there. Um, hopefully Tanzan can help him out. I feel that Tanzan's almost a bit ca- counterproductive for okay. Benteke because he cuts in. You know, yeah, he doesn't yeah, necessarily yeah. go out and cross the ball into a to Benteke, the city soul, um, he's very much cut in on his left and shoot, which I find that doesn't that wouldn't suit Benteke as much, or if if anything. Well, something that hurt them last season was they were so easy to score against, and yeah, you know, they really were. Like a lot of teams would just pile goals on against them. Yeah, you know, you're saying they've got a really decent centre back in. That yeah, could be I something. do. I do rate him. I thought he was really good uh, for Ajax. I haven't seen too much of him over maybe the last year or two, but. Um, previous seasons, he's looked pretty decent. Well, Lots of cheeks on there as well. So that, I, yeah, you know, I, well, I think they've they got be fixing that. They've got dangerous players. They they really do. Like I remember last season, a lot of people predicting them to be in the top half of the table. They really underperformed last season. They were really poor, and they're really part of like that group of clubs that can really go either way. Have a really good season. They've got the players to do it, or they can have a, you know a real bang average season and, and really find themselves fighting to stay up. Yeah, definitely. Well, what we'll do is we're going to move on to probably the most active team of the transfer window so far in the Premier League, yep. Everton. Yep. Um, 
impressive, I think. Um, not as impressive as a West Ham. We'll, we'll discuss that later. Yep. Okay. But, um, you know, you look at some of the signings. We've got them pretty high. I've got them a little bit lower than you. You've made a massive call. Yeah. I don't necessarily agree with it. Well, but I can see where you're coming from. Tell this, me more about it. This is, um. well, I feel like, you know, you've got to make big bold predictions at the start of the season because if everything comes to normality and, you know, the usual teams win, then it's who cares? You, But if you go for a big one, it comes off at the end of the season. You're laughing. I've gone for Everton at sixth. I think they're going to make Europa. I just, you know, this could go either way. Are There's, they Europa this year? Yeah, they are. They are Europa. Oh, yeah, they year. are. Yeah, sorry. And they, but they're... I feel like you look at this team and they could go so far either way. I feel like there's such a big discrepancy between their best and their worst. And like, I think they could finish as high as sixth. I think they could finish as low as probably 12th. I really do. Yeah, I, just yeah. because you just don't know don't without know Lukaku. Happen, I'm pretty confident Barkley's gone. He, I, you know, managers said he wants him out. Yep. yep. So he's, he's going to be gone. I'm hoping that Pickford, I think Keane's going to shore him up at the back. I think Ramirez at the front is going to be really good to see. You know, Rooney, who knows? Like, you know, there's a lot of kind of iffy kind of players that they've got in, but you, you, they could go either way. I think they've got a bit of depth about them that could really help them when the injuries start, you know, um, like tallying up. Yeah, exactly right. I personally, I think they've got one of the best young keepers in the world. I'll yes. even say as much as that when Jordan Pickford, so much energy, reflexes like a cat. He's going to be one to watch. I, I'm, as I said a few times, I'm spewing that Liverpool didn't take a chance on him. You know, 30 million sounds like a lot now, but if he yeah. turns into the world, one of the world's best keepers, you know, he, he's going to rise above 50 to 60 mil easy. Um, you know, they've got a couple of others on a record. Oh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Clarzan, Keane, Rooney, Ramirez. You know, there the, are the, the a few signings there. You know, that's nearly half a team if they, if all of them are going to, you know, make make the starting 11. Uh, Keane definitely will. Interesting to see how Rooney links up with the wingers. Yes. Um, they've got a couple of y- good young players as well at Everton. So, um, you know, it's, <coughs> sorry. It's definitely exciting times for them. I think they've, as I said, there was a massive amount of full with Lukaku going, is their strong squad stronger than it was before he left? Debatable. Yeah, that's that's what I think we're differing on. I'm going to say yes, just because I'm going to say that you know some of these players really kind of have a big seasons. You're obviously, I know you're saying last episode that you were saying they're probably weaker, which they're is probably fair. are weaker, but it's so it's such a tricky thing, isn't it? Like. I feel like they're going to perform well, but I still think the show, the squad is weaker without him. I think like players like Aspili Quetta, I mean, sorry, not Aspili, um, Schneiderlin, sorry, I don't know why I went to Aspili Quetta. Schneiderlin, like kind of teaming up with Rooney again. I think there's just something about that they're, they're kind of bringing in experience and youth and kind of doing a bit of the mix of the both. And, you know, they are picking players from other leagues and it, it might seem a bit random, but I've... I'm putting a lot of faith in Everton, putting him at sixth. I think that's you know, it's a big call to do, and I'm hoping that they can repay me. So, like at the end of the season, you can owe me fifty bucks. But we're going to move on to um my favourite team of the league, probably um Aaron Moy FC. <laughs> and for those who don't know, it is Huddersfield. Um, you know, unfortunately, as much as we have a, a soft spot down in for Huddersfield down here, um, we don't rate them to be getting any higher than last. Um, <laughs> in saying that, they've made a host of signings, really too many to even. Well, well, we're looking at probably 10 signings. Um, headlining probably Aaron Moy and Tom Ince. Um, yes. You know, it, it's, it feels like it's kind of like 
Do you think they could do a Bournemouth and, and really make something of this? Or do you think, no, nah, it's definitely over? Look, I, I have hope. I really, I want to see them succeed. I really do. I want to see Aaron Your heart Lowe. wants them to succeed. Your brain says it at 20. I'm going to be checking out, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be checking out a few of their games this season just to see yep. how Moy goes. That's just the way I am. Yeah, I'll be they've the made, you know, They've signed a full team, basically. And whether that's going to work out for him, I think, what's his name, Deportre? Uh, yeah. I think he's a decent signing. There's not... Yeah, you know, it's hard with the lower teams and they're buying and they're buying from teams like League One and like these lower leagues yeah, and yeah, that. It's exactly. hard to really know too much about them. That's the problem. Yeah. But you know, well, I think Williams is a good signing too, actually. And you know, I think their range. I think you know, obviously their worst is they'll go twenty. I think their highest. I think they wouldn't be able to get any higher than fifteenth. I think on their. Nah, bet. yeah, that's a great. Yeah. And, but that's you know, if it, that's, that's, a, that's the case, a win that's, for them. That's three spots. That's three spots that are safe. So that's yep. good for them. So I think that, yeah, you know, I do hold out hope for them. Unfortunately, I just can't see it happening for them this season. They just seem. You know, I wonder what the market is on them being the lowest points ever at the moment. I don't. I haven't checked that in a while. Well, Derby County had a. I don't know a few years back had an absolute stinker, and it'd be I reckon it's pretty hard to be at lower than them. I think they had like eight points or something. Oh Jesus! Well, yeah, <laughs> some people don't like don't don't think don't they're like going to do too well. <laughs> yeah, well that's it. Well, yeah, and look, I wish them the best, but I, it's hard. It's hard to make the jump. It's a lot harder yeah. than what people will say. It's not like every team comes up and stays up. Most teams will go down straight away. Yep. And um, but we'll move on to um the champions of a couple of years ago. Yeah, well, I I think they they could be one, definitely one of the dark horses of the league this year. You know, yeah. Um, it's settled about all the all the hype of winning the Premier League and all that kind of stuff in the Champions League. It's it's settled now from that, and they can probably just get back to concentrating on the league. Um, you know, they've got Ian Archo, they've got uh Japukovic, I think is the goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. He'll I don't I can't see him taking over Schmeichel. I've uh, got Thomas um, Ebora and Maguire. Um, Ebora is a nice signing. Yeah, it's not too bad at all, is it? Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a real funny one. I feel like also like an Everton who can go either way. We've both select them at ninth, which I think is fair. I think we're playing pretty safe with with Leicester being at ninth. I think it's we don't want to commit to them too much. We don't want to ride them off too much. Yeah. And I think they're going to finish. You know pretty much around that area. Yeah, I think, I think mid, it's a safe bet. Mid-table's kind of where I think most people would be putting Leicester. There's no... I really don't think there's any chance of them getting much higher. I don't think they're going to make top six at all. Uh, they, I had... You know, there was a time where I probably would have put them a lot lower, but I just think... I, you know, I look at their quality and I, they do have a lot of players who st- you know played in that championship team. And, you know, that kind of... Having those players in, I just... It's very hard. I feel like that's one of the main reasons they didn't get relegated because yeah. I think if they didn't have that, that winning kind of... Um, Mentality. Well, they had about a really them. good run towards the end of the season. Yeah, they did. They, they really were... pulled themselves out of nowhere. Yeah, and like it was once they got once they got safe, they they kind of let the foot off again. But that's okay. They yeah. they were safe. That was good. And I think that's the reason why they got through because they had that championship mentality. You know, they've got I think Ian Archavardi. If they both play again, I really like two strikers. I think it's an old school FIFA tactic it to is, put two yeah. strikers in your team and, and two quick ones. Yeah, and, like, both and two players who I think are right. very decent. Yeah, and Ian Archer, I think. Could be one of the known as one of the better signings of the season. Would you would you use them on FIFA in the next eighteen coming up? Oh, yeah, I would definitely. Yeah, I would. I, too, I think I think they're actually quite decent. I think you know Mares. I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna say he's gonna have a good year. I yeah. really, I really hope I he hope does. So, yeah. He's got enough quality behind him that I think he's he's good enough to. Like, you can't have a season like he did and not be a good player. And yeah. that's the thing. Like, you know, people go, oh, you know, it's a one season one. It's like he is a good player. Like, yeah, like, he still had that one season. Yeah, like, it, obviously, yeah, exactly. But like, obviously, he's gonna do well. He should be like he should be a good player this season. I'm hoping that they don't get spanked. I really don't want them out of the league. I actually I like a lot a lot of things about Leicester. But we're going to move on to your uh, boys. boys. Yeah, well, these next three are going to be absolute crackers. Um, you probably know who, what, 
what they're coming up as as uh, alphabetical order. <laughs> um, Liverpool were starting with huge, huge, you huge potential. Like <laughs> I, I just don't know what to say. Like yeah. I just don't know what's going to happen because so much is riding on the arrival of Van Dijk if it happens and Coutinho. It's literally zero or hundred for me. I think. Um, We've both got them at four. We both we both think they're going to have a decent season. Um, inclusions include Salah, Solanke, and Robertson. Uh, Robertson, that left back. They've tried to fix. They've tried to fix that up. Yeah. I don't know where if Robertson's going to start over Milner this year. Probably will start. I think he maybe start the game there. Yeah. Um, Solanke's looked pretty good in, in preseason. What's he? If, is he? Up, he's a striker. 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 So he, he does find himself fighting it out with. Yeah. Um, Sturridge, if he's ever fit, but and Origi and Firmino. A lot of a lot of European football, so there's a lot of opportunity for him. That's probably one of the main reasons he wants to go over. Yeah. Um, yeah, I look at it. I look at Liverpool, and they're just one of those teams that I've got them at fourth. We both have got them at fourth. Um, I just like maybe it's just because I'm doing it with you. Maybe if you weren't a Liverpool supporter, I have lower. But I just I like Liverpool. I really want them to do well, not as well as Spurs. But yeah, I think Salah is going to be a good a good yeah, signing. Really I'm, well. I'm excited to see what he could do because people, you know, you either think he's going to do really well or you think he's already he's bombed out the Premier League once. He'll do it again, kind of thing. There's you know there's a lot to like. I think I'm assuming Coutinho staying. I'm not younger. Yeah. Well, we've got to go off the squad that we've got today. No, so no, Coutinho's I don't. on. <laughs> I for a lot of teams I just go off what I think is going to happen. I think Lallana is a great player, even though he's going to miss this week. Henderson's a really good player. I think that he's uh, got another level. Definitely, these passing Henderson you've seen over the preseason. Yeah, he's got a little bit of a Steven Gerrard about him now. I don't know if he's been sitting here with the training ground and trying to you know get out those well, kicks. But... I think while young, while while young, oh, fuck, I can't even say the name. While Yundum, whatever his name, uh, the guy. While Yundum, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> say that again. I can't. I'm, my, I'm, Do my, it one more time. I'm drunk. Uh, <laughs> is one of the best um, super subs in the comp. Yep. He's come on many definitely times. Definitely if you play at home. Yeah, definitely if you play at home. He very, <laughs> he very much likes playing at home, to be fair. But like, he really does like coming off the bench and he's like an impact player. And for some reason, he seems to like doing that. He doesn't mind playing on the bench. So there's nothing, you know, I, there's a lot to like about Liverpool. I still think that they are very vulnerable at the back. I am assuming yep. that they're going to get Van Dijk. That's that's one of the big reasons it's, I call it them It makes fourth. them into a side that I rank at fourth to literally, like, I, I know I sound overconfident, but probably yep. challenging. Really? Like, okay. Like, if they get Van Dijk and keep Coutinho, it turns that side into a real, real challenger. Okay, well... Um, the only thing I'm worried about is depth. I, wouldn't, my, I, don't know, I still don't know what's happened with Mohamed Osako and... Klopp that's, you know, created this, um, you know, isolation from the first team. I would really yeah. like to see him back playing. Definitely with all these extra fixtures coming to, you know, Champions League this year. Um, we might never know what happens there because if we haven't found out by now. But, <laughs> you know, the one thing I'm, I've been really excited about is how good uh, Coutinho's linking up with Salah. I think them two are just naturally find each other well. You know, I know we talk about the top teams like City and United making all these signings, but... You talk about, you know, Firmino, Mane, Coutinho and Salah as a front four. How, that is Pretty as good. dangerous as any front four probably going around, to be honest. Yeah. They, uh, like, they are so good together. They, they play that that um, that on-the-ball kind of style, really good with their feet, and they link up very well. And they're all pretty pacey. They've all got you know, beautiful skills. So them four together is just a match made in heaven. If we can keep that four together... And solid up the back, they're going to be as good as anyone. Yeah, I like. I'm making 
my prediction of fourth on the basis of them getting Van Dyke. It's funny you, you're on. If they get Van Dyke, you're going to go. You would predict them higher. Yeah, it kind of shows where we where we where both we rate. Yeah, yeah. which is fine. Um, yeah, I think that. They are, yeah, attacking wise, it's going to be very hard to stop. So quick. Um, that this is what happens when you buy players early in the window. You can you yeah. see how Salah, uh, Salah can um, team up with Coutinho and these players, and all of a sudden, you know, they've got a bond. They've got they actually know how they play. Like it's very hard to drop. 11 and the fans players. get to see how they play together. You know exactly. Yeah, and you know they've had what Salah was made very early. I think him and Solanke were bought within the first couple of weeks. Exactly. That's what and happens. And it just shows that. You know, they've actually got a few weeks to be able to play together. And, you know, they're going to be very impressive if, they, if, if they're all fit, they're all together. Um, and, you know, they, they get a few games together where they can just link up well and, and really scare defences. I don't know how many defences would be confident going up against that four and going, we're not going to concede a goal. Um, well, that's why that's why a lot of teams last season would just hang back and they they kind of want to counter on the break. That's what all the lower teams did, yeah. and that's a lo- that's a huge reason why they lost so many points against lower the teams lower because teams. they would just hang back, let them let Liverpool come to them, and they'd play essentially play five or six at the back, and then they'd try and get them on the counter, and it would work for a lot of these teams. That's un- unfortunate for them. And isn't it funny? Liverpool's greatest strength, I reckon, last year was almost the counter against the teams that would were yep. big enough to, to go at them. And then exactly. it was kind of like the opposite way around. Yeah, the big teams didn't want to change up their style because they're big teams. That they're, you know, they, they should, should be, be dominating. Yeah, they should be winning every game. Liverpool so. were just you know almost too good in, in one, some respects yeah. in, that, in that way. But as I said, you fan out against the lower teams that are primarily defensive. Yeah, and like you know, especially when you don't have the cattle, on these, a lot of these mid to lower teams, they don't have the cattle, the managers will go, okay, where can we improve ourselves? Like, you know, where where do we where are we better than Liverpool? And be like, okay, well, if we hang back, we can get them on the counter, and that's what they did. And they they were, you know, they fought their thought process was a lot more, you know, there's a lot more going around it as opposed to the top six or yeah. you know, the other top five teams. So fourth, you're happy with fourth? If Van Dyke, you reckon they could challenge? Yeah, yeah, I still think that fourth's you know the thing, but. Yeah, it just Van Dyke will be a game changer. It just changes that that first four into a real lottery. It's a big know. game this week too. Watford Liverpool. I don't think it's a certainty. I think that Watford are going to come out firing. It's good. It's going to be a good game. And yep. I, even though you guys touched them up last season, we'll move on to Manchester City, my favourite club. Mickey, um, unfortunately, you, you've gotten it wrong. You've got them winning the league. Uh, well, I haven't got them wrong. Um, <laughs> I think that they're very just to win the league this year. I think they've shored up the one thing that. Guardiola's probably never had to show up before, and that's in defence. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, he's probably, he, was, he started off absolutely on fire last year when teams found him out, and the start was your boys Tottenham. They really just tore him apart. Yep. It was like the open, you know, they've opened the key to the gate, and every yeah. other team's just like, oh, well, we've sorted him out now. Um, and obviously, Guardiola knows that he's like, is it, this is a different league compared to any other league in the world. Um, and you haven't seen him by any attackers really. It's pretty much from the the centre defence and midfield down. Um, some quality signings, but you you, you know Mendy, Walker, Daniela, Edison, Bernardo Silva. Um, you know this is a team now that is probably what probably in the top three squads in the world. When you look at the, you know we were talking the other week about them being too top heavy. They're not top heavy anymore. They're just just solid gold really. Yeah, they have. Um... They're really. Yeah, it's an unbelievable squad if you look at it. That they are scary to look at on paper, especially I, I can't wait to see what their bench is because they're going to have some absolute quality. I think players like 
Sane, Bernardo Silva, are gonna, and even Gabriel Jesus might really struggle to find it in this team. If Jesus doesn't struggle, then Aguero will. And it's like, they're not going to alternate every game. That's just not, exactly how, right. that's not how Man City's going to work. Um, you know, Yaya Toure is going to come into that squad. He's a bit hurt at the moment. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Gaon, as well, was someone we completely forgot about last time when we were mentioning Man City. Yes, exactly. Like, there's so many. There's just like players are going to have to fall off the other end. The only thing I'm going off with Man City is that because they've brought in so many players, especially at the back, you know, your defense is something that is you really need, you need to, to build. You need to like yeah, get get a bond together. You need to work out how each other play. And that's where good defenses are won. Like, you know, that's how titles are won. And if yep. you bring in a whole new defense and they don't know how, he, like, you know, they don't know how to co- coexist and how to, you know, how, he, how they all do things, then, you know, it's going to be easy for teams to kind of pick their way through it because, you know, players are going to keep other players on side and, you know, things like that. And I think that that's the reason why I have City at third. And I think that they might, there's just going to be too many egos and it's just going to clash too much. I've, I've found that, um, you know, one thing that's been really. If you look at like you know the good Man United defenses and and all that kind of stuff, the normally English based defenses. You, you look at like even Liverpool back in the day, they had Carragher and all that kind of all these players. Yeah. Um. You, you now have Walker in there, John Stones, all these. Um. That the the best defenses seem to have this English backing. You know, they have this. You know, at least two or three of the of the four. Yeah. And English players, and they seem to you know make it. You know, look. Some of the, yeah, some of the best defenses that you know the Premier League's seen. Um, with in saying this, you know you've got the two there, but you know the other other three or four. Communication is a massive thing in defence. Yes, and this this is the point that I'm getting. Um, you know, are these guys going to be able to communicate together when they come on the field? Um, you've you've got the two Englishmen, you've got Mendy and Daniel. I know Daniel is Brazilian. He'll 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 play linking well with Edison, the goalkeeper. That's another point too. You know, with uh, who was it last year? Bravo, Bravo coming in and making an absolute fool of himself. Um, his Edison's got probably more pressure than he had if he he'd played this time last year. You know, um, because obviously everyone thought Bravo was just going to come in and do the job, and he was he was made to look like an idiot about round three. Um, so it's, it's going to be pressure on him. He's going to have to be you know a massive voice and really you know. Command that back four and, and the defense. It's going to be a real struggle if he's you know screaming out to Walker. He can't understand what he's saying. And the same with John Stones. And you know if you know communication for me is going to be the biggest thing for them. Yeah, because they obviously can all play. Yeah, that's it's just going to be the thing you fake and you know. That's what I'm going off. to talk to each other. That's a big thing that I'm going off. I think that just yeah, I think most people have City predicted to win the league, but they had City to predict the league last year. Yeah, exactly. And they, right. you know, and probably the year before, maybe. Like, I don't know. Like, it was just, you know, and they haven't. And it's just like, I think that, you know, going for the team who's just bought the most or, you know, bought just a, a crazy amount and, you know, spent the most money isn't necessarily the right way to go about it. And I think last season it showed when, you know, City bought a lot of players, but they just didn't fit their syst- the system and they just, they bought a lot of players that weren't really of use to Guardiola. Yep. But um, okay, we'll move over across the rivals. Man United, I've got Man United winning the league. Yeah, I've got them at second. Um, you know, we, we're probably different a little bit on this one. I just don't think that they're going to be able to do it. I think they're... I feel their squad compared to cities. they've got world-class talent, don't get me wrong. They've got massive signings in Lukaku. They've got Matic, I think it was a really good signing for them. Um, they've also bought a bloke called Lindoff. I don't, I'm not sure who he is. Um, good player. 
No, he's a really good player. Is he really? Yeah, no, he's a, he'll be he'll be, uh, he'll be playing centre back probably first. Oh, game. really? Yeah, I reckon. So who is he from again? You know? I have no idea where he's no. come from, but I know that he's a yeah. You know, he's been talked about very highly. He's somebody that and like they, you know, Man United are a team who have a lot have a lot of players. I think they I think depth wise they are probably have the most of it. Yep. I really do. I think that they have players for days and they will never run out of players for these European games. I think when you look at their younger players, they have Rashford, they have Martial who will really kind of struggle maybe to get games at times. Well, that's what, yeah. And I, and I see it and I go like, I just think that United have something that City don't and they in defense have brought in one player and it's just like you brought you bring in one player. It's easy to kind of get that system. They, everybody knows how they work. Well, They've got they, the best goalkeeper in the league. They've yeah. got one of the best strikers in the league. They've got. I think Madic is going to be known. Is going to be known. This is a big call for me, but will be known as the best signing of the summer. I think Madic is going to be one of the reasons why United win the title because I think him releasing Pogba and him release letting Mkhitaryan and Herrera go off and do what they need to do is going to be one of the main reasons why this team win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can definitely see those like the reasons behind it, and it goes back to the defense that I was talking about. You know, you got Smalling, you got Jones, you got uh, Luke Shaw. Um, you know, that yeah. English base, as I was saying before, and you say, well, you know, one thing you've never really said about United is having a leaky defence. You know what I mean? Yes. When does that ever come up? So I don't think it has at all. And obviously, De Gea is, in goals is just that's probably world why they, class. That's probably why it doesn't come up leaky defence when you've got De Gea stopping everything that comes his way. Well, that is very true. <laughs> they've gone big. They're going to have a real strength, strong team, I think, this year. If you look at Lukaku, you look at Manage, really presence, and Pogba as well. The, that presence down the spine... Is going to be something else. Yeah, and I think that I think players like Rashford will really learn a lot from these other play, like players like Lukaku. I think they will learn a lot from each other. I think that you know when when it comes down to it, if these players go down, like if like these attacking players go down, I feel like there's somebody who's very yeah. good to replace them. Yeah, and there's good. I just there's something about United this year. I just. Like I don't like saying anyone besides Spurs is going to win it, but I think if anyone was going to beat Spurs this year, it's going to be United. And okay. I just, yeah, they've just got a lot of depth. They've just got a lot going for them right now. Yep. No, fair enough. Well, next we'll move on to a team that it's it's very uh, much throwing a dart at the dartboard. This one where they're going to finish up. This is probably as far as we've got in places wise. Um, yeah, one of them definitely. We're talking about Newcastle here. Um, I've got him at 13th. Nick's got him at 16th. Um, I'm probably being a bit optimistic. Yeah. Uh, having a soft spot for Newcastle for finishing at 13th. I think um, they're going to have to have a very good season to finish there. I didn't make, as I said before, I don't think they've made the signings that I thought they were going to make. Christian Atsu on a, on a permanent basis they got. Uh, Ladoon as a defender and Murphy and Moreno. Uh, not Alberto Moreno, I wish. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this is a team that probably will struggle to stay up, but I think they could also have a really good season. You know, they've got a really good manager in Rafa Benitez, and I think that's the main thing for me that's that's given them a chance. Yeah, I think Newcastle, like, the Rafa is a big thing. The Rafa factor is a huge thing for me. Like, it's very easy. There was a part of me that just wanted to put all the teams coming up in the bottom three. I've got them at 16th. I, yeah, as you said, it's very hard to predict where these guys are going to go. They haven't really bought a hell of a lot yet. They don't have a lot of actual quality in their team. Um, yeah, I remember, I'll say this again, I said, I think this is the last episode, but um, I remember someone asking Alan Shearer, what do they need? And he said about seven or eight players. That's yeah. huge. Like That's, that's a lot but of... It's what, truthful. Yeah, it is, it is truthful. Like when you, come, when you make the jump, I feel like they will make a lot more signings before we're done. I, and I think it will take them a little bit to get into the groove of everything because more signings coming in, the more you make, the harder it is to kind of adapt and try to like you know, get a team bond going. 
you know, I do maybe because I do have a bit of a soft spot for Newcastle too. I've got them out of relegation. Maybe that's a bit generous, but just something about that club. I just I want them to succeed. Don't yeah, you? Yeah, I think everyone does. And uh, no, that is not true. Sunderland. Oh yeah, Sunderland. <laughs> I think on that uh, we'll probably take a little bit of a break. What do you reckon, Nick? And, yeah, um, we'll we'll have a break. Take on the next few sides, and um, yeah, we'll come back. There's a lot lot more to talk about, and our predictions for week one. Yeah, too easy. Well, Nick, yeah, we've just discussed Newcastle. Now, probably, probably moving on to the next team, which is really in a grey area, I think, in, in a number of clubs in that, that kind of bracket that can go either way, is Southampton. Um, a couple of new signings. A really impressive one from um, Southampton here with Lema, uh, Lemina yeah, yeah, from, yeah. from Juventus. So I think that's a really good get. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh, the midfielder. Um, also, centre-back. Rednark or Benark or whatever his name is, I've lost it a little bit there. But yeah. <laughs> um, but this is probably on the same page as Bournemouth, I think, or we've had a little bit of difference in um in, yeah, in we places. Ha- we have, yeah. You've gone you've put them up at twelve. I've um yeah, I've gone down a bit. I think they're gonna rank, rank up around fifteenth. Yeah, I guess the main reason is yeah, every season everybody thinks Southampton are going to drop and they're going to like not drop down in, the, in relegation, but they're going to drop down in the, in the table. And every year they seem to surprise. But this season, I just haven't seen many signings come through. That yeah, uh, they normally make that couple that turn into really good players. They're, they're you know I think they're probably the best club of turning players that you've never really heard of into household names. You look at Van Dyke, you look at Lilani, you look at Klein, you look at Walcott, even at the start, Ox Chamberlain. Yeah. The, the list goes on and you can't help but feel if they've kept at least half of those players that have a really, really good side. Yes. Unfortunately, they haven't. And they are known as a selling club, and I think they'll, they'll lose Van Dyke in the next couple of weeks, hopefully. Yeah, that's us. exactly it. I'm I'm going off. I'm picking them at 15th on the basis of them losing Van Dyke. I think that's going to be huge for them. I think people will be able. Well, the to relationship's through. dead between him and the club now, really, isn't it? Yeah, like, it looks like it doesn't. He's, it? he's handed in the transfer requests. He's questioned um, how they thought of his loyalty. He's really got his back up, and he's really made some probably real harsh statements on in the media. Um, and for a guy that's supposed to be your best player. Is that is not a great sign. Um, it's all, he's he's not training with the team. He's 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 completely gone. I think. Yes. And um, I can't help but feel that this will have a ripple effect on definitely on the early performances of the season. Until he's gone, I feel like this will be the clouding the, the real performances of them because this saga will just never get away from them. Yeah, I remember I when we Spurs went over and played Southampton. Uh, not only did he actually score for Southampton in, in the first minute or so, but we won four one that game. If he wasn't playing, it would have been seven one. I'm not kidding. Like he saved so many. He was just, he just stopped a few guys in their tracks. He was the reason why we didn't absolutely blow him out. It's just like you know this guy going. I feel like just going to leave a hole that is very very difficult to fill. Uh, you know, other than that, it's just there's not as many players as I once thought are that good in Southampton. I just feel like this is going to be the season where they they start to drop. I, I don't think they'll ever get to relegation, at least not for the foreseeable future. But you know, I, I feel like they're going to have a bit of a down season. Yeah, you know, it's just like you have to predict who's going to have a down season. I feel like these guys are going to be one of them. And yeah, what do you reckon? Yeah, definitely agree. Um, I've still rated them pretty high. 
but I just feel like it could go either way for me. It was a real, that one was a real dart at the dartboard kind of situation. Well, yeah, we've um, well for this next one, we're going to go on to Stoke. Um, this one, I've actually, we've actually gone exactly the same. I'm sorry, I thought I actually went pretty high. We've both gone yeah, the exact we've, same. we've been pretty optimistic. I think it's because of the base of it, you know, the players that they've, they've got over the last couple of years, and we forget that they've actually made some really good signings. Um, for me, keeping Shakiri was a massive plus. Yes, huge. I, I'm so surprised there's no interest in him. He's a he's a really decent player. I was surprised when he went there, and I'm still surprised that no one's really had a poke at him and what, seen if they can lure him away. What do you think? Just off just off topic. What do you think his value is right now? Because like, if what what did Anatovich go for? If you can remember, I, I don't know. It was exactly. in the 20s, I think. Yeah, I think it, it was been. the same. Yeah. Uh, what do you think Shakiri's worth then? Because Shakiri's clearly their best player. Yeah, he'd be 20 to 30. I think if a club was struggling, they and desperate, they'd go thir- as high as 30. So would you say he's nowhere near like someone like... Yeah, if you put him, Sigerson, and Barkley, do you think Shakiri's better than those two? Oh. It's a bit tougher because he's a bit of a different position. He's a bit of a... He's an out-wide, more of an out-wide player. Yes. Um, when you put it that way, it's a span that works really... His value really skyrockets. Yeah, because like you look at someone like Swansea, and we'll talk about them next, but like well, just on that, Sigerson, they're not going to let go unless people pay a lot of fucking money for him because they know he's clearly their best player. Yep. If Stoke were to let um, Shakiri go, I think Stoke would have to be... You know, any sensible team would be like, okay, you want him, you're going to have to pay 40 to 50. Yeah, and I feel, get him. Yeah. And he's a very good player, proven proven on an international level as well as club level. He really does hold that... Um, Switzerland, I think he, got, he, yeah, he yeah. I remember him scoring a hat trick for Switzerland in the World Cup, and he was just class. He scored the goal, the goal of the tournament at the Euros last season, last it year. Might have been the well. Euros, yeah, the Euros. He, he scored yeah. a hat trick, yeah. And it's just like, yeah, without I think Stoke, yeah, we, I think Zuma's a really good, um, you know, signing. Even though it's just on loan, I feel like that's tough. Like, it, well, it's how long they all. If actually, if any place that Chelsea probably won't reinforce is centre back role, they've got a few there now. So yeah, um, he's probably going to play there the whole year. Uh, Darren Fletcher, tough uh, one from West Brom. I don't he's know just, about him. Just, just one of those. He's just kind of one of those stock players to me. I and mean, like, he might have a good season. Like, hopefully, he proves me wrong. But he just doesn't seem like he's like he's not yeah. going to improve the team. I feel like he's just going to make up. I feel like he'll still make twenty plus appearances. You'll just be kind of one of those yeah. players. You, you know, just a, you know, a middle tier kind of player. And yep. Um, they've also signed Timon and Chapumonting, if I've pronounced them correctly. Um. Don't know much, if anything, about them too, but it'll be interesting to see how they the, go. These are typical, what um, I I would call a typical Stoke signing. Kind of, a, they're trying to pluck a guy out of obscurity and who's got, you know, a player who's decent but has a really high potential. But most of them who go to Stoke don't really reach that potential. So yeah. like, yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot of buzz around for these two players. But I don't know, like you know, I feel like this team's not as weak as what people think. Anatovic is a, a loss, is a substantial loss, but I don't think he's the be all end all of Stoke. Yeah. I actually, you know, he's very inconsistent as well. I think that players like Zuma and that will, will kind of get this core, this core Stoke group over the line. We both got them at eleventh, so yeah, you know, obviously they're going to have, yeah, a, decent have a decent season. season yeah. I just think that yeah, hopefully they can. Something that Stoke never do is they never make their home. You know their home turf, something people fear. That's something that I remember. Unless it's a cold, we need you. Yeah, you? well, exactly. They have the cold night at Stoke, but everybody who goes to a cold night at Stoke usually spank them. So like, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like I, I don't know. Yeah, we'll move on to Swansea, but um, this one we're one place different. But the the difference with that is I've got them in relegation, and you don't. Yeah, I think they've got to barely hold on. Um, you've got to bank on the fact that 
that they're going to lose Sigerson. I think. Yes. But as I said, we've agreed that we'll do I'm on not, the team. I well, I, I thought we did. <laughs> anyway, I think we've both agreed that he'll go. I think Loriente is going to be the guy that really saves him if anything is going to keep him up with the goals. Yeah. Um, I thought he had some really good games at last season. I thought he started finding his feet in the Premier League a little bit more. Um, even much so that Chelsea were looking at him as a backup striker. Um, it's going to be it's going to be tough for them this year. Um, I think they're probably a little bit better off than they were at the start of last year in the fact that they hadn't signed that idiot from America. Yep. Uh, Bra- probably Brady or something his yeah, name was. Yep. Um, they're not like, I don't know about you, but as soon as they signed him, it was just like in in alarm code, really. It was just like, what have you done? Yeah, it was almost like it was just like a publicity signing. I'm going to sign somebody from a different, like, and, different culture. And probably try to get that American... Um, you know that American brand up for Swansea. Yeah, who knows? Club. Yeah, they and that might have worked for a little bit, but Swansea one of those doesn't, teams it doesn't that, doesn't work if you're not playing the Premier League. That's exactly it. No, I I have them getting relegated. I, I just think that Swansea every season just make up the numbers. Unfortunately, they they never scare me. They never really play. They never really play decent football as well. I think you know play, I, there are some players I like. I really like Sigurdsson. I like you know Tom Carroll's been really good from you know going over since he's gone from Spurs. I just I'm going I'm banking on the fact that Sigerson goes, and if he does, he is probably five times better than the next best player at Swansea, and I yep. just can't see them doing anything. I, even even like their kits, like you know, everything about them is just just boring. <laughs> it's just boring. They play boring football, and then they fucking wear white, nothing else, and it's just like well, that's it. Yeah, cause it was, <laughs> it's just like you know, just get him out, bring him, bring in someone cool. I just like <laughs> bring in someone cool. Is that your statement? Yeah, that's kick my out Swansea, bring in someone cool. I quite like Swansea. My grandfather actually had a chance to play with Swansea. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and you know what he did? He said they weren't cool enough, and they <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've only made the two. Signings in this transfer window so far in Graham and Mesa. Um, I'm pretty sure Graham is, uh, I think he's... Go on, have a stab. Championship player, I think. Yeah, yeah. That is a bit of a stab. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, and I don't know anything about Mesa. So it'd be interesting to see if they can do anything or even get into the team. Well, obviously, you, you're probably backing that they can because they're going to be battling relegation. But... It moves us on to probably the most controversial topic and a topic that's on everyone's lips. That the fact that Tottenham Hotspur, one, haven't signed anyone. Yes. Two, they've sold one player in Kyle Walker. Yes. And three, I want to know your comments during the week about your boy Danny Rose. And he's literally bringing up the stat that everyone is thinking. So why is he getting so much hell for it? Uh, so first of all, on the signings, it's funny you've gotten... like. Mickey's done a fantastic job here. He's written down every fucking signing, basically, in the Premier League. And it's just got Spurs. The name's written there, but there's nothing underneath it because we just haven't gotten anyone. Uh, I was going to put minus kind of Walker there. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, with Floss Walker, which is a, which is an out, which is definitely a, like a, you know, it weakens our team a little bit. Um, you know, the whole Rose thing's really interesting. I, you know, he was... I think that Rose would probably see Walker going over, getting a massive payday, getting a big, big raise in, in his wage and probably going, well, why? I think I'm every bit of the, the player that Walker is, which he is. I think they're very yeah, similar. I think they're very similar. They're very similar. Different side. Exactly. Um, he's, like a, he's like a friendly neighbor. Yeah, exactly. Um, so there, there, is, <laughs> there is something about, I don't know, like, you know, I, I, I still think he will stay. I think that, you know, we will give him a little bit of a pay rise. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that most players there are happy with what they're getting. You know, I don't reckon they would be. I, think they I reckon they just... They can see... If they weren't happy, they'd leave. No, I think they can see the bigger picture and they can see that they can really make a, a run for the title this year and the title is more important, which is great. This is, that is really if, good. If, if, if it doesn't happen this year, but I'll find that you'll have more than one 
of Danny Rose's well, if anybody, I think not all players will turn up like him and, and go, where's my money? If these guys aren't happy on, you know, 90K a week or something like that, like, it's... It's, it, it's not the fact that they're not happy on 90K a week. They're looking at players that are lower and earning more. But that's just football, isn't it? Like, you know, not everybody's like, you know, if Rose went, where where is he going to go? Like, that's the thing. Like, you know, Man City can't get him. He's not going to, like, you know, Man United. United. United, I don't think, would be too interested in him. Like, you know, well, I reckon they would. They're, like, Shaw's debatable at the moment. They've got Darmian Post starting. He's a different option but for them. Do they have the money to spend? Like, that's another 50 million. What about if Liverpool just go 50 bank? Well, Liverpool could. Like, that, that's probably the only only places that he could go. Chelsea? Well, Liverpool, maybe. Might, who who knows Marcus about Alonso. the wage bill? Like, you know, there's these teams, but like this late in the transfer window, it's a very, very interesting statement to make. It's, it's going to be interesting how the Potch takes it. I feel that Kyle Walker's sell to Man City wasn't so much that Walker wanted to go as the Potch didn't want him there anymore. Yeah, he showed um, him. He showed him by playing trippy over him. Yeah, exactly. So it'd be interesting to see how the Potch takes it, how Levy takes it, because I can't imagine Levy being too thrilled with someone going out to the media and saying that we don't get paid enough and I don't really like it. Yeah. Um, whether whether the Potch just goes, no, you're, you're gone, or Levy even goes over the top of him and goes, we can't have this at our club, because, you know, I'll put you to this too. So say um, Rose goes, I want more money, and they go, all right, we'll give you more money. Don't you think that guys like Kane, Ali, Lawrence... Yeah, it opens up a can of It works. really does open up the door for every single player that thinks they're worth more than what they are, which I would say it's Spurs squad right now. I reckon probably a good 60%, 70%. Yeah, uh, most of their starting squad would probably is probably worth more than what they're actually getting on a wage, especially the top players. Like, you know, the, I think our top three or four players, I don't know what they're exactly what they're on, but they're probably worth more if they're well, playing Well, I'll tell Spurs. you what, I, I heard an amusing stat that... Gareth Bale is on. I think it's more than Ali, Kane, Loris, Ericsson put together. Well, right now, is Bale better than any of those players? Yes. Okay. No, I just wanted to say that quickly. Yeah, um, look, it's interesting. I just... He's better than some. I don't reckon he's better than Kane at the moment. Yeah, it's hard. The Bale's having... you, you, don't, you don't want to really get on the Kane uh, train, do you? In what way, sorry? Uh, just rating him as a world-class player. Look, it's, I, I have a very different kind of... Your criteria for somebody being world class. And What's your criteria? Tell me. It's very long. It's like yeah, you got to do it season after season, and he's done it for three now. Striker is one of those positions that, and I want it. Sorry, actually, the only thing that's probably stopping him is that he needs to score more in big games. He needs to score when we're like eighty minutes in and it's nil all, and like we've been trying but we can't. What about that pull goal the trigger? Arsenal a couple of years ago? It was amazing, but we drew the game. So yeah, it's like, Sanchez you know, like, got you right back in the arse. Yeah, exactly. So like, yeah, he does score a lot, but and he's an amazing player. And like, you know, maybe I'm being a bit harsh on him, but I'm I'm just trying to be you know a realist, and because I'm a Spurs supporter, it'd just be wrong for me calling him world class. But it's just something I need him to score a bit more. In like, you know, Champions League this season is going to be big. I want him to really kind of fire in that. I want him to score against the bigger teams. He rarely scores against United. That's one of his teams. It's a bit of a bogey team for him. Yep. Uh, I like to see him score against United, especially with the team that they have at the moment. You know, I've got him at second. You've got them at third. It, it's a, for me, the main thing that's put me to third is, and not even a, like, if, if the Wembley thing's a massive thing for me still, you know. Yep. Yeah, as I said, I've made the point a few times that you're not only just play, trying to play there, you're trying to play against teams that they're, they're going to play at Wembley once and they'll play it as a final kind of thing. You know, every player wants to go play at Wembley. Um, so it's just, it's an extra special day for every single team. You can't tell yep. me that even teams like, especially teams like Huddersfield and, and that, that go out to, to Wembley and go, Jesus, what a day this is going to be. And, what you know, some of them might not get a chance to play at Wembley again. So yeah, the team's going to naturally lift at that game and 
Tottenham are statistically poor at Wembley. Currently, yes. It, it throws you out of the book of your home record, and that's the yeah. thing that scares me the most. If you can get over that, you'll challenge. Yeah, this is... It's, Spurs are, again, another one of those teams that I think a lot of people would put, like, sixth, and a lot of people might... A few people might put them first. And because I, the thing that Spurs have over any club this season is because is that we haven't made any signings, so we're going to go into this season, everybody knows how everybody plays. We're going to be yeah. the most team-oriented team coming into week one. And that's something that, you know, these higher teams, and this is why I'm banking, this is why I put City third, is because I'm banking on them not really being able to understand the style until a bit into the season. And gel together. Exactly. Like, there's, there's no team that would gel together better right now if you put their best side on the park than Spurs, because we've been doing yeah. it for year upon year. Players are going to get better. These, like, you know, these lesser players are going to step up. I think Harry Winks is going to have a big season. I actually think that Sissoko... Trippier as well. Yeah, Trippier is going to have to have a big season. We haven't, we are not really looking too hard at another right back, so we're going to yep. look... And be... what are you going to say about Sissoko? I actually think, now this is a big call as well, I think Sissoko is going to have a good year. I just think that he's had one year in the system. Remember, he was a last minute, pan- well, not a panic buy, but he, you know, we can look back at now and say it was. It was almost like, I don't want Everton to have him, we want him. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was basically was, and Everton are laughing now. And yeah, I just think that he is somebody who's been in the system now. He's got he's got a few like French players around him to kind yep, of, you know, definitely. so I'm sure he's making a few friends in that. He seems like he's happy when he plays in these preseason games. A lot of people are tipping him to actually start week one because players like Sun will not be playing because of his arm. We've got, you know, Ted Bailey's a bit sore as well. So there's, there's He's worth another chance. He really uh, Yeah, is. well, he obviously will be getting one. There's there's a little bit of interest on, in France to like for him to go back home, but I think that he's worth giving another crack. You know, if yeah. you're spending 30 million, you might as well give him another yeah, season. Yeah, give him another season. And if he has a good one, you still want to sell him, then he's probably worth more now, especially with the inflation. Because, like, you know, 30 million when we bought him, and you look at it now and go, like, 30 million is fuck all, isn't it? Like, yeah, well, that's exactly right. And I'm also going off the back, I think we will get Barkley. I'm pretty confident in that right now. I just, I think he will be a decent addition. I'm, I'm starting to warm to that idea. You know, we usually pick up a player or two, like a young player that we like to try to develop into a, a fantastic player, which works a lot of the time at Spurs for some reason. Are you worried that Barkley could turn into a Suzuki if you bought him? Well, potentially, yeah, but I think he was good at Newcastle. Barkley's Barkley's a bit more proven, I think. The Suzoko's good in patches, and like a lot of people would say, Suzoko plays well when they've got the TV rights and they're on telly. And like, you know, that's something literally a lot of Newcastle fans would say when they actually had the big game and had the bright lights on him with the cameras, he would really try, he would push a lot harder. It really shows, uh, it's always proven right when um, you saw Suzuko play in that European Championship, how good he was. Well, that's exactly it. That's why we pushed so hard for him because he played so well in that bit. Yeah. And like, you know, it's just, like, he's just one of those, yeah, he's one of those really odd players, like. Yeah, it's a lot of it's going to be down to, and the reason why I put him second is because they're going to jump from week one. I think a lot of teams won't. Throughout, we're very durable. We seem like we don't have a massive squad. We don't have twenty players that can play in our first team. Yep. But we seem we don't seem to get injured too often, and we seem to be able to put up with the crazy schedule pretty well because everybody's young. Yeah, and we all that mid range, which is the perfect range. If you're kind of that mid middle kind of mid twenties, mid to late twenties, it's perfect age for that kind of setup. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly right. I think. It, it could go either way for Spurs, and I think it's going to be interesting to see how they go. Um, we're going to move on to Watford now, which I, th- I think they've turned into a really they've turned this transfer window into a real positive move for them. Um, they got Gray from Burnley. I think that's a great sign. The, yeah, Nathaniel Chalobah, which I think he's going to be a great young player in the, in yes. the future. They've got Chevely on on a permanent basis. They've got Will Hughes from I think Derby County. I think it is. Yes, uh, a boat called Firmina centre back there and. A couple others. I think they're a team that will actually surprise a little bit this year. Um, you know, 
I know you think that they're probably not going to go as good. Um, <laughs> Look, well, actually, no, haven't you got them ahead? <laughs> well, it's funny because I thought, now this is last week before going into the episode, I was thinking that when I wrote it down my table, I was going to be between Swansea and Watford to get that last spot in relegation. Ended up being Swansea, of course. Watford, you convinced me in that t- in that one episode that they have brought in a core. I st- I kind of did a little bit of not research, but I kind of you know saw, saw who up, their, yeah saw who their kind of players were, and also a big thing that Watford have is a manager who right now who is pretty highly acclaimed, Marco Silva. This is huge. Like there are a lot of people saying that you know teams like Barcelona were going to look at a play like you know, at this guy. It's funny that everybody goes on about him because he took Hull to relegation last season, which is weird. But like, you know, this is, I've, I'm banking on the fact that Silver actually knows what he's talking about. You can't have all this praise for nothing. Yeah. I think, I think Gray is a crazy good signing. I can't believe Burnley let him go Well, there. that's exactly it. Like to give him to a team now and like Watford to me now, I, I just think with a player like players like Gray and like a few of the other ones that they've got cleverly as well. It's, um, Will Hughes as well, sorry, like that they won't be fighting out for relegation. I've got them at 12th. Yeah, I've actually, I've talked them up for about two sec- two minutes there and I've got them at 16. <laughs> I feel like... And that's probably the biggest gap we've got. Yeah, that is teams. the biggest gap we've got. And I remember, I think like last week if I made the team and if we both made us like our standings... Probably the other way around. Yeah, exactly. It'd be the other way around. I just think that, you know, Watford might be a surprise package this year. There needs to be... There's always a couple and I think that Watford's going to be that this year. Yep, no, fair enough. Um... Yeah, hopefully they've got. Looks like, as I said to you the other week, it looks like that spine's really, you know, coming together from top to bottom. You know, there's a good couple of English footballers in there. Um, I think that's another thing that worked well. You look at, you know, Hughes, Cleverly, Chalabar, and Gray just on the signings. You've got Troy Deeney as well. Um, yeah. You know, a couple of other guys there. I think they're going to have a positive season. It, as I said, you know, 12th to 16th, there might only be three points, you know. That's exactly it. And they're going to do it all with the probably the worst kits in the uh, the competition. Yeah, you're not a fan of the old Watford kit. No, I hate the yellow. I think the yellow. And their, their second kit is absolutely putrid. Oh, I haven't seen it yeah, yet. Yeah, I'd have to show you afterwards, but it's not good. Anyway, moving on. Um, I know you're a big one on kits, but we, we do have to move on to West Brom. Well, actually, I've actually seen West Brom's this year, and I actually don't mind their kit. Yeah, look, but. Look. At the moment, we're talking about Premier League positions. I think they're going to do okay. They haven't made, you know, um, massive signings. Um, they've got a midfielder in Zhang. Um, they've got Jay Rodriguez from Southampton, which I think they could be a pretty decent signing. Yep. He's really pushing for the World Cup squad this year, so he could have a really big year at West Brom. And they've got one or two others. I've got him at 14th. What have you got him at, Frowny? I've got him at exactly the same, 14th. It's funny that you know, I, West Brom are a team who, I think I said this earlier, they overachieved last season. They really did. They they came out strong. They were very hard to score they, against. They did almost settle, level themselves out with once they got the 40 points, that, they let it exactly go. That's exactly it. They parked the bus and they went, you know what, 40 is all we need. And then I can't remember what they ended up, but they weren't in a fantastic spot. Yeah, this season I feel like they're going to come back down to reality a little bit. I don't like. Yeah, you know, I really like a few of their players. I really, like, I really like Chadley over there. I like Rondon. I think Rondon. Yeah, Chadley's a really good Rondon player. Rondon is somebody who I, I have. I don't know why, but I really like this guy. He's just somebody who anyone who's really good, um, you know, with, with the head is just something that I really like because it's a, it's a dying art. There's not yeah, many. Yep. There's not many people who are really great. Like you know, Crouch, I really like Crouch as well. Well, Crouch was always renowned for being not quite as good as his head as he should be, but. A little bit better at his on his feet than he should be. It's yeah. kind of like that. Exactly, he scored so many goals with his head as well, which yeah. is really you know mind blowing. Really, yeah. This is a team. 
who I can't like, you know, I can't see having a great season to be honest. I don't think the guys that bought in are particularly that good. I think Rodriguez is a good signing to be fair. Yeah, like, he's a decent signing, but it, it's kind of like, you know, it kind of on par with West Brom. They don't really yeah, dazzle me. The thing with West Brom is that they last season that they went off was they were hard to score against until they got to forty points, and that's that's how they took points off bigger teams. I know they took points off Spurs. As, well, as long as well as you know, I'm sure a couple other bigger teams in the in the league. Yeah, I just like you know, I think they'll come back to earth. There's not really much. There's not much that scares me, even though I do like Rondon still. Um, but yeah, nothing really there. It seems like it's going to um push them much higher than 14. Could be wrong because they usually do finish top 10 ish. So you know, who knows with that? Yeah. And last but not least, and I think there's probably going to be the most debate over this one. It's, it's probably fitting that this is the last team, and it is West Ham. Yes. Nick, you've got them at 10th. I think that's an absolute joke, um, <laughs> yep. to be honest. I have them at 7, and I think they will be challenging even Arsenal. Um, that I, Their squad now is better than Everton's, I think. Um, and for the reasons why Zabaleta, Hart, Hernanes, and now Tavich, um, they've got a new. They just literally just got a new guy that I can't pronounce his name. I'm gonna try. Fantastic. Uh, do you want to try it, Nick? No, no, you got this. No, nah, it's, it's like Hask Sabanovich. Yep. Don't know too much about him. Um, the but the the other thing too, if they get William Cavalli, which I've heard in the last couple of days that they're after, um, the Porto midfielder, that will be a game changer as well. That is a good sign. Um, Arsenal were looking at him a couple of years ago. You know, not too long ago, he was talked as you know a thirty million dollars signing. Last year, when $30 million was a lot of money, you know, so which is not too much now, supposedly. Um, they look really impressive. I think they've put in proven players. If they get Cavallio uh, and, and they're, they're going to go another level. Um, they've got a strong squad. I think the players that they have are already pretty decent. You look at Andy Cole even coming off the bench. If, at some stage, if Fernandez is starting... Even if they're two party together, I think they're a team that can really turn a few heads. Yeah, look, I'm just not on it. I'm not on the West Ham wagon. I think that I think the people this season are are usually one of two people. They either think that Everton are going to go really well, or they think that West Ham are going to go really well. And I think that we're on the opposite there. Yeah, <laughs> we really are. I think Everton are going to go okay, but not as good as West Ham. I look at I look at the West Ham signings, and I, I said this last episode, but I'll say it again: Hart not proven at all. Not he's not like he's his seasons are not like you know, he's not a very great goalkeeper, let's be honest. Zabaleta, average. Like he wasn't he's not he's not a great centre back. We're not he's not gonna be right back. Right back, sorry. Uh, sorry, but <laughs> there you go. So Hernandez fifth in Hen- all time. Hernandez is a great signing. I can't and, like that. and I think he might be a bargain buy. And Naldovic inconsistent at Stoke. I can't I can't be saying that he's going to be a fantastic player. He could prove me wrong. He's probably the one that I think is most likely to prove me wrong, because I think the other two are just kind of there. Like, I, I look at this team and I go like, you know, you're saying Carroll coming off the bench. Like, do you really see Carroll being much of an impact player coming on in the 75th minute? Like, good player. Like, I'm not yeah. saying he's always injured. Like, there's not much really to him. Who else they got? Like, who else are you saying is going to do the damage at West Ham that's going to make me go, oh, you know, they shouldn't be finishing higher than mid-table, which I've got them at 10th. Well, they've got Ogbonner in defence. I think he's really solid. Yep. Um, I'm pretty sure they still have like, guys like Mark Noble and a couple of other. Lanzini's an impressive player. Yep. I think he's going to have a, another good season. He's gonna, I think he'll he'll take more of a leader role this year. Um, I'd like to see the young kid that started last year. I can't remember his name. Okay. Um, so these these are all just like, to me, I'm listening to this. I'm like, you got to remember a name. It's, it's, it's like, and just because... They're not really great players. If they're great players, you, you would know his name straight away. 
I don't think. Oh, many, I can't remember. How many great players? Old. How many great players do you think this team have? Because I think one, and and one who is coming back to the Premier League and hasn't like you know who knows you know again he has to adapt again. I'm sure he will because he's been. How many here. great players at Everton? How many great players? Well, I reckon. I reckon three. Who? I reckon Rooney's a great player. He's past it. Yeah, I think Keane's a great player. Keane would be if Ogbonna was good. Like Keane, and Pick, Keane and Pickford, I think, are good play, are great players. And that's I think Piff is a great player. Okay, I think I think Keane and Pickford are. And I think I think Ramirez, while he's not proven, is was a great player at his at um, wherever he fucking came from. But you know, there's just no. For West Ham, I just don't see. I don't see much star quality about them. I see compared to Everton, proven winners. Do you think they have any depth? So about them? What about depth? I think they have. I have. A, I reckon they've got about the same depth as Everton. I think Schneiderlin's also a great player as well. I forgot to say him. Who I, I keep looking at who they brought in as opposed to who they are um, because he had a fantastic season last season. Ah, uh, yeah, debatable. <laughs> Okay, so go on, give me, sell me West Ham for me because I like I just as I said, I've just said they've got they've got proven winners, and I think they've got a more experienced squad, and I think they've had a season at, at the London Stadium. Hopefully, they've sorted a few things out in the stands because some of those seats are atrocious, to be fair. And I think that they can really have a good season. I think I, I think they will, and I you know I think they will have a good season. But I think this shows, and I look at my my ten right now, the top ten. I've got a little break, bracket between it. And it's very strong. There, are, like, there's a lot of good teams this season, like on, on paper at least. And I don't think Thames necessarily like is not a bad result for a so team. So you think like West that Ham. Bournemouth's going to go to West Ham and win? Maybe I don't think I don't think West Ham are going to go to Bournemouth and win. I do. Okay, that's well, that's where that's where we differ. I don't think West Ham have you know like they don't have that kind of wow factor about me, and they don't have they don't they seem like you know you say experienced, I say old. Like I don't see, I don't see them like you know. There's yeah, a lot of old that. players. There's a lot of there's a lot of players that just seem like they're part. They you know you said Rudy was past it. Like you could argue that Hart's past it. You could argue that Hernandez is past it. Zabaleta could be past it. Yeah. Like it's yeah. You know, and like I could be wrong. And I'd, I'd love to be wrong, especially for West Ham because I love it when West Ham are up and going. Like they're one of the best teams. And also with the new stadium, the new stadium they still haven't adapted to. It's something I haven't touched on. You know, they're just like. The fans hate it. They just the atmosphere is not really there anymore. They should never have left, really. Yeah, well, it's like yeah, you know, it's money. Money gets involved, yeah. and like, but yeah, it's that is one of the is one of the um, the biggest ones, probably the biggest one I reckon of like yeah, you know, who knows where they're gonna end up? Because like yeah, you know, if you're a West Ham supporter, I would be very excited. But I think just hold hold your horses a little bit, just like Everton. Like you know, it might not go the way you it might not happen yet. Yeah, because like yeah, you, know, you can bring in all these players, but. Again, it sometimes doesn't always work. You know, Manchester City brought a lot of players last season. Yeah, that is very true. All right, well, now moving on, Nick. I think for the first time, the first ga- uh, first games of the year, uh, I want to ask you the results and your opinions on the score lines for the first couple of games. Okay. I'm going to start with the very first game, and it's Leicester and Arsenal. What is, what's your predictions? I'm going to go 2-1, uh, 2-1 Arsenal. 2-1 Arsenal. Who's scoring? Uh, I'm gonna, in Acho scores on his debut, I yep. think Lacazette scores a penalty, and <laughs> I'm getting real. Would specific. he even take the penalty? Do you reckon Sanchez would take it? Oh yeah, I don't know actually. Yeah, uh, they might give it to Lacazette just because they want to get him off to a good start. Oh, do they? Like, and yeah, Sanchez, Sanchez. And Sanchez plays. Please he, stay. He's got a niggling injury as well. Oh, that's Sanchez, very true. So you know, you don't know. And the other, yeah, I can't tell. Ox, Ox will score the other. There you go. There's I think one. they might draw. I think they might. Honestly, I think Leicester will give it to him this. This one, I think it might even be a one-all draw. Um, lot, I'd like to see for Arsenal's sake that Lacazette scores. I don't know why. And I'd like to see Ian Asher scores the new boys. 
Um, Watford, Liverpool. Uh, this one's a lot harder. This one, you know, these first two games, I, I also kind of went for like maybe it could be a draw. Yep. I'm going to give Liverpool the run. Yeah, I'm going to go for a... Uh, I'm going to give them a 2-0. I think that they... Yeah, I don't know if Watford have that attack about them. Like, you know, Gray's Gray. I don't know what their starting squad's even going to look like because they have yeah, brought well, in a few players. Yeah, players. Yeah, so and recently it, too. So I'm going to go 1-0. I think Watford will press. Liverpool will do on the counter. Get that second goal. I'd like to think that we'd at least win uh, 2-0. I'd like to see Mo, Mo Salah get, uh, get on the score sheet, obviously, and Firmino to start off well for the season. I think he'll start over the other two. Uh, Chelsea Burnley, we've got next. 4-0. I just don't see Burnley doing anything this season. I think that Chelsea... If, I think, if they're playing Murata up front, which we've both said that we're, we're worried look, for. Look, if, if I was Murata, I'd be bloody begging to get a start in this game because this is the perfect game to start on. If, you were, if you're coming in from a different league with start. all this pressure... Yeah, I I'd be surprised if they didn't get a penalty. Like you know, penalties probably going to come through on this one. They have a bunch of divers, Chelsea, so they should be able to get one. Murata will probably take that easy goal. I mean. They've just got too much class around them. I don't see Burnley really doing much. I think Keane, Keane going is huge, huge for them. I think that's just like that's just taking the spine out of that team, and it's just I don't think they're going to be able to put up much of a show. But I could be wrong. Yeah, I I think you you're probably on the same. I probably think more maybe three nil, two nil Chelsea. I'm a little bit worried where the goal's going to come from in their regards. Probably in Hazard, I think it's going to be a goal scorer, if, if anything, if Morata can't get up. Pedro, best way coming on the bench. Yeah, like, best way is the champs. Yeah. Um, if he gets on for, and it gets enough time on the on the pitch, yeah. Uh, next game we're looking at Palace and Huddersfield, the new boys. How do you think it's going to go? I'm I'm a little bit excited for this one. I've look both teams. I, I actually quite enjoy to watch. It's hard to give Huddersfield the win, but I'm going to go for a. You know, I'm going to go for a bit of a goal fest. I'm going to go two two draw. Two two draw. Um, I, I don't know too much about the Huddersfield lineup to know. That's that's the problem, isn't who's it? Who's going to score the goals? Aaron Moy for like two Deporte, goals, of course. Maybe at the start. Oh, yeah. Aaron Moy, two goals. He'll, he'll get the brace, yep. The only difference, the main thing for me, right, is I can't see anyone from Huddersfield scoring. I can see Benteke from Palace scoring and yeah. Townsend. It's funny, I'm going off that. I say I think the exact same, but I think that's what's going to hurt Palace. I think they're going to think the exact same thing. Who's yep. going to score for Who's them? And score then it, someone's yeah. just going to pop up. And they might, and they, and they, yeah, exactly right. We don't know much, much about Huddersfield, or we don't know enough about them to know who can score and who might score in that game. Uh, we'll move on to Everton and Stoke, which I think is going to be a cracking game. It's going to really sort it out early, that middle tier, that middle tier fight kind of thing. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go Everton three one. I think three one. Yeah, I think uh, not not a blowout three one. I think it'll be kind of one of those close ones. Get a goal. Will late. Rooney score? Will Rooney start? That's the problem. Yeah, like, I, think there's so many... I think he might even score too. I'd love it. I'd love for Rooney to score. Like Rooney's one of those guys that a lot of people hate. It's like it's kind of like a love hate thing with Rooney. Yeah. I don't mind. I think he's quite good. I think he's you know he's got a he's you know when you look like that it's kind of like you have to love him, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing else is going for him except for his football career. Yeah, always <laughs> head. Yeah, yeah. But, but I'm gonna go three one. Yeah, enough fair enough. I'll go two Neil Everton. I think they they they're gonna get off to a good start. I think Stoker a little bit trying to find their way. Um. I'd like to see Rooney score a couple, to be honest. Uh, so moving on to Southampton and Swansea. Swansea, the strugglers. What do you think? I'm just like I don't see, I don't see Swansea really doing too well. If Sigerson plays, that's good. I don't know if he's going to be. Like you know, again, these play these players on the way out, especially sometimes 
have these, and I'm going to put this in quotation marks, niggling injuries yep. around week one because they the manager goes like, if he's going, there's no point in him playing. No point in playing, he's going to play with anyone. And like you'll you'll, real, you'll realize that I think there's a few few big name players who are linked to other clubs that aren't going to be playing because of niggling injuries. So I'm going to go like a standard one nil victory for Southampton. Not fair enough. I think Gabby Denny will be the scorer as well. I think you're probably pretty spot on there. Um, Moving on to that one, I think West Brom Bournemouth will be an interesting game. Yeah, um, this is going to be a cracker. It's going to be it's going to be a good test for West uh, for Bournemouth to see whether they can beat it a middle tier side and really establish themselves as a top ten team as we've both rated them. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm really excited to see this. I don't know what time it's on, so I'm gonna uh, but I might try and check this one out just because I think this is one of those real mid table clashes that yep. could that you know first week I'm excited as well. It's going to be interesting to see how King and Defoe go playing, if they can play on the same side. Defoe does have a bit, a little bit of a niggle going on as well. So like you don't know if he's going to play. If not, you've got King, who's fantastic. Uh, the rumor is that King might play Defoe, uh, just a little bit behind Defoe when they both play, yep. which is fantastic. I'd love to see those two play together. I think it's going to be like you know one of those forces to be reckoned with kind of thing. I'm going to go with like a I'm going to go with like a one-one draw. One-one draw. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, that that's probably a fair result. I think you you probably look at them the same. Um, Bournemouth strikers I, I think they've got a good chance I hope Defoe gets up And scores a goal I hope Rodriguez Scores a goal I'm, I'm really I'm really one for the new guys Hoping to get off To a good start I don't yeah. really want anyone To fail At their new club This is going to be the one that It's going to be a bit Of a bloodbath I think Man City versus Brighton What are your predictions? This this is a hard one I'm going to go City 2-1 I don't think It's going to be a bloodbath Just on the fact that Brighton are going to be So fucking high On <laughs> Cocaine and everything else, but like and Premier League magic, and Premier League magic known, as, <laughs> known as cocaine, and they're just they're just going to give it everything. I would be surprised if they didn't score, just because first game at home. I just think they're all going to try and score, and I just think, yep. I, I don't just know. take the game on. They've got nothing yeah, to lose. Yeah, exactly. And like this is you know Except three points. This is a welcome to the Premier League kind of moment. I don't think the city will absolutely flog them as much as what everybody thinks they will, but I think you probably are. On that I, yeah, I, I, I think. Romantic side, I like to think Brighton do well. I don't think it's going to happen. I think City are going to win at least 4 0. I, I just, on the sheer fact that Guardiola will be out there to make a point, and this is the perfect game to go. This is the this is the Premier League. Is it? It's not so much a battering against Brighton, it's it's a warning to the rest of the teams in the league. I but think. is it really like, you know, beating a team just coming up? It's just like, yeah, is that something? If like, you pump them, yeah. yeah if you but, absolutely but destroy nil, a team. But 4 nil's not an absolute, like, that's a pumping, but like, I said 4 nil at least. It, okay, well, if it got up to 6 nil, then maybe, yeah, I'd give you, that's yeah. like a warning I sign. Think it, I think it would be the sign, it go, I think, quite early we got, I want as many goals as possible in this game. I really want to, because if they have a massive, say they win seven year, it will turn heads no matter who they're playing. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, I right, will. We'll move on to Newcastle Spurs. Um, me being a Spurs fan, I'm going to give you the the first ball here, yep. just because I want to see what you're thinking. Two one, I think it's going to be Spurs. Um, I think Newcastle back at St James's Park, Premier League, it's going to be massive for them. I don't see who's going to score. I really don't. I think. I, I think. Have they still got Mitrovic? Yes, yeah, they, they, I, mean, they I think maybe Perez. a goal could come with him. Perez as well. He's had another, you know, a year in the championship. Um, I think they've got another fella. Uh, what I forgot his name as well. I'm good at forgetting names at this week. Yep. Um, I think yeah. I think they're going to struggle against Spurs. I reckon if they come up against a middle team, Newcastle would have had a better chance of winning. But um, a, a team like Tottenham, I think they're going to be able to push away this week's controversy. I think Kane's going to score, and I think it's going to be two one. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go two or three nil. I don't think I just don't think I'm, they don't have the firepower as much as what I think. You know, that to uh, compete the Premier League, especially with the bigger teams. Yeah, um, 
it is tough because you know I'm going to say James Park last time. Last time Spurs went there, it went south real quick. So it could go either way, really. But I'm I'm going to back him in. I think yeah, a two. I'm going to say a two nil. Couple of assists from Ericsson. Yeah. and um, yeah, it should be a nice little start to the season. Yeah. Uh, well, now we're going on to the final game of the year. This is the probably the most exciting game for yes. me because we we find out where these both these teams are at and. You know, we could be talking about this next week and going, Jesus, these these guys are poor, or Jesus, these guys are the real deal. And we're talking about United and West Ham here. What are your thoughts? Ooh, this is this is probably the hardest one to call, just because, like, just after everything I just said about West Ham, I want to just go like six 0 United. But <laughs> I I do think United will win. I like as much as I do like, yeah, you know, I would like to see like a a good a good game. I do think it's going to be something like a two two or two nil kind of thing. I don't know if West Ham. I don't know if United are going to um, West Ham. Sorry, going to score. It'd be lovely if Fernandez could score against United. I reckon he'll score a couple. That would be that'd be something. How cool would that be? Yeah. I, want, I wonder what the fans will do as well. I think they'd welcome. They're, him back. They're welcoming him back. He didn't leave on bad terms at all. They knew who he was at the club, and he went. To, he just went to play first team football. And he probably won't celebrate either. Fernandez will keep it pretty low key if he scores. You'd yeah, like to think he wouldn't. I don't think he's the kind of guy that would. I think it's going to be a two-two draw. Really big yeah. game. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be something. I'm really excited for this one. Old Trafford, which, you know, the Theater of Dreams and all that shit. Like, it was a pretty <laughs> boring place to watch last season. It wasn't like, I think yep. the least amount of goals out of any team, out of any pitch was scored well, at I'm pretty at sure Trafford. under Van Gaal, they're the same. It's like, and it's just like, it's been, yeah, exactly. Well, it's been a while since United have had, you know, made Old Trafford kind of, not even a fortress, but just it's like just an entertainment. Ent- exactly. It's just been like a spectacle to go to. And I think that... I'd like to see him score a few goals. I think um, I reckon Lukaku will probably score on his debut. I think that'd be really cool. Yep. I'd love to see. I saw Pogba an absolute bullet of a striker tagged you in on yes, the week yep, on yep, the yep. weekend. Huge! Like, I'd love to see him like, pull out something like that. There is this one could go either way, but I really do think West Ham could get him on the break. I think that they have they do have quality about them, even though it's not not as much as what I think. But first game, everybody's jowling like. You're going to see some shock results. I like to think you do. Every first yep. round of every sport should have some shock results. Otherwise, yep. it's not a good sport. Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so like, just before we go, I just want to come out with a couple of big calls myself, and like a big calls from you because I want to look back at this episode in you know six to eight months, eight months time or whatever, and go like, yo, I how fucking wrong was I? Because that's always half the fun of it. I won't be saying that, but no. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the big calls I'm going to say is. Uh, Arsene Wenger will not coach next season. He will get sacked. Well, if it's on the prediction that we've both had, then I ha- we have to. I have to agree with you. I yeah. think that that Arsenal aren't going to take two seasons at sixth or seventh. But we've had him at. Um, I think, yeah, he definitely won't be. If he doesn't finish at least top three, I think this season he'll be gone. And uh, honestly, I can't see it happening. Uh, I'm going to go one more because according to my ladder. Guardiola will also get sacked. If he yeah. doesn't win the league this year, Guardiola, there's no reason for him to stay. Yeah, well, there's, well, your big calls are really on the the ladder, like the league position. Oh yeah, <laughs> and much is fair. So you're pretty much saying that with your with your predictions. Yeah, in and, my, my predictions um, are mine. This is what's going to happen. I agree. I agree with that one as well. If they don't win, if they the only way reason he will be still be manager. If they come third, is if they win the Champions League. Okay, so you've got City winning, you've got United second. Would Mourinho be in trouble if they don't, if United don't win the league? Not if they come second. Don't think so. Nah, it, like if they come second to City, it won't be by a lot of points. Uh, um, last few things, Costa. Where where would you think he's going to go if anywhere? Milan. You think Milan? On loan, yeah. Um, okay, Aaron Moy. How's he going to go? 
I think he's going to go okay. He's going to have the freedom of being able to start each week, at least for the first three or four games. And yep. I think that'll be the, the difference between him, you know, giving it a real crack at it and, and succeeding because now he's at a team where they're going to play him. They're going to back him in. They're backed him in as probably their number one player. So he'll flourish. Golden boot. Kane. Kane again. Yep. Really? Okay, I've got... I'm going to go Lukaku. I yeah, think, okay. I think Lukaku might do it. Uh, player of the year for Premier League. Hard one. I don't. I haven't told you about this either, so you get to think on the spot. Yeah, I really am thinking on the spot. Um, possibly... That is a tough question. Probably maybe De Bruyne. De Bruyne, yeah. He's absolutely... De Bruyne's, again, like one of those players who just doesn't get enough recognition. Even though he, he gets a lot, but it's not enough because he just... Exactly. Everybody goes to the other players. Um... Player of the year for me, I, I'm i actually going to go, based on what I've said this whole fucking episode, like what I've said, and the, based on the fact that Kante won it last season, and that makes me, it, like it's very interesting, I'm going to go Maddich. I think Maddich is going to be the reason yeah. why United win, and if he if they do win, and Maddich is a big part You're of that. You're not contradicting yourself, at least you're sticking Yeah, well, I, I'm going to try and stick to my guns at least, and I think that if they do it's obviously that they're not afraid to give it to kind of like one of those, you know, CDMs or like holding mid holding mids. And that's, I think that's a really, you know, that could be a really cool one. Do you think that, you know, you've looked at, we've put our predictions in, is there anyone uh, willing to break into that top six? If there is, do you think it's West Ham? No. You know, oh yeah, I do. Sorry. I was in top seven. West Ham or Leicester? West Ham or Leicester, you think? That's a big call for Leicester, but yeah. I think Everton, at the moment, I think Everton are the only ones for me. Um, that's the, yeah, just for me at the moment, I think there's nothing nothing really else. Okay, uh, last couple, Lacazette or uh, Murata, who's going to score more? Lacazette. Easily? Yes. Um, okay, who's going to be known as the best signing of the summer, looking back in a year's time? Hernandez. Hernandez? Or Matic. I'm going to go Matic. <laughs> uh, I'm going to have to go Matic on everything I've said. Uh, who's going to be known as the worst signing? Murata. Yeah, I'm exactly like, yeah, I'm gonna go the exact same. All right. Yep. Uh, big calls for me. Uh, I've said it a couple of times this episode, but I'll say it again. For for me as a Liverpool fan, if we sign Van Dyke and keep Coutinho, we will become title challengers. Are you talking like genuine, top, like top two kind of? You think you're talking top, what winning it? You reckon you guys? You, so are you saying if they get to, you expect to win? I, I expect the challenge that's for the title. Okay. Like, I mean, be a part of the race all the way to the end. That's big. That's a big it's, call. It's a huge call. I think if Tottenham lose their first three games at Wembley or draw, they will finish outside the top four and yep. probably as slow as six. Yeah, that's a big call. Yeah, that's fair. It's huge, but that that snowball effect will just absolutely destroy them. I think also big call if Arsenal are as low as six by Christmas, when you will be gone. By before. Christmas? Yeah. Wow, that's huge. Yeah, it's crazy because like these top, you know, it is now kind of much more the top six than what it used to be, top four and all that. But it's crazy how, like there's not much separating any of the teams. I don't really like. I know we all, we all, everyone goes for the Manchester clubs at the moment because of everything they've spent. But I don't really like see it that easily. I think that there's, I do think that anyone in the top six can win it this season. I think that you know at time at every time last season there were there was a team who showed that they were title-worthy. Yeah. You know, even like City did, Spurs did, United were probably actually probably the only ones who didn't because they really they had a bit of a struggling year. Liverpool, Chelsea obviously won them and Arsenal had a huge period 
And you know, United with everything they've been doing, all the signings, and they've just got absolute quality in their team, who I think is actually going to win it. So yeah, it, this is the absolute best season to be a Premier League fan. I think yes, there is nothing, definitely. there is nothing better than right now, considering we are currently about eleven hours away from the season starting. Are you going to be watching tonight? Yes, definitely. There's got to be like, it's got to be something else. Yeah, I've got two more big calls, Nick, and I just want to hear your thoughts. Bring it on. I think from one to four, there'll be less than eight points separating. Jeez, that's a big, big call. Okay, is that that was your one to four that you've got right now? Yes, that's huge. Yeah, I, that's, that's something that. Cool. So you think that yeah, you and think it'd in, probably be as low as twelve from one to six. You think that uh, City aren't going to win by much? Do you think? I don't think any team's going to win. Could by it? Much. Could it go down to the last game of yes. the season? Do you think yes. It, are you predicting it will? Hundred percent. Wow. And my my last prediction. Sam Allardyce will be a Premier League manager before the end of the year. Who's he I gonna, mean, end of the season. Who is going to take... He's going to take over. Mick, what do you like? What's your prediction there? One of the bottom three. Can you give me a, a Stone Cold prediction for me? Stone Cold. Um, possibly Crystal Palace or Watford. Or Watford or Swansea. Well, I think Watford with um, Silva won't get rid of yeah, I think so. Well, that's pretty, the other thing. He's pretty protected. But um, okay, so just lastly, you're going on. I'm, I'm Team Everton this season. Your team, West Ham, basically. Yeah. Uh, last game of the season, West Ham Everton at uh, at really? the, yep at Olympic Stadium. What a but, great, what a great way to finish off the year. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Total Ninety Premier League podcast. If you like what you hear, please subscribe. My second mic, Mickey Kelly, is going to take us out. Take us out, Mickey. Well, Nico, another great show. Um, even more excited for the next one to see after the results and you know all the more stuff that we can chat about. Uh, look forward to the next one. Thanks. It's going to be the best season of all time because we're going to be taking you all the way through it. Go West Ham. Everton. <laughs>